0: This is Denny, and I want to thank you for choosing to listen to Tap the Craft Podcast. For this episode, we had an on-site guest, and we used a different computer to record the show. Unfortunately, some of the recording software settings were not set up properly to capture our guest's voice, so there are some audio pickup stutters during his Craft Beer Journey segment. I was able to make some on-the-fly adjustments when I noticed it, but unfortunately, it was 40 minutes into the show. If the poor quality audio is too much to handle, I encourage you to fast forward to the 40 minute mark and not stop listening altogether because there is still some great content conversation. Just want to thank you for listening and cheers. Open
1: for what community sounds like? Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show B Cups. B Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net, that's B C ups.net. Go check it out.
0: craft beer friends and welcome to season six episode seven of tap the craft podcast i am denny lewis coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft the wells bro from tampa florida
1: mr chris mckenzie how are you doing tonight chris and what is in your glass i am doing amazing denny now that our you know little technical difficulties are behind us (laughs) and uh in my glass tonight i'm drinking a costello 12 from cigar city brewing company which was from their el catador club uh last session uh it's a bourbon barrel aged belgian style dark ale with cherries oh and, how how uh, are those cherries coming out um uh, i'm not getting cherries too much but um this this beer works really well and i'm enjoying it a lot better than the one that i wanted to have <laughs> um, that was from rooftop brewing in washington but that one was that one was infected Okay. Okay. Was that a Tavor shipment? Sadly, yes. Well, Can you get your money back? I don't know. And I'd really like to, I might just send him an email and find out. Because oddly enough, on the side of the bottle, it actually had Tavor's logo on it. So I think maybe Rooftop may have made that beer specifically to be distributed by Tavor. So I don't know. Okay. Well, it's worth trying. To, you know, get your money back for sure. It's not, not cheap. No, it certainly wasn't. And to take one sip out of it and go, "Oh, no." <laughs> no. I mean, it was the the carbonation was really yeah. sharp in it and that and it was you could definitely tell it, it was uh a little on the funky side. It was not very smooth. It was kind of harsh. And uh like I said those those bubbles were like drinking drinking soda. Oh yeah, that's too much too much bubbles. Mm-hmm. So what do we got going on this evening, Denny?
0: Well, we have a special guest. We have another listener that wanted to join us on the show. Mr. Tom (laughs) Byrne, here in the Boise area, is sitting right next to me in my living room slash dining room, and we're recording. So, Tom, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. good. All right. Thanks for
2: having
3: me.
0: No, thank you, (laughs) because Tom brought a lot of great beers for us to drink tonight, and I'm so excited. In fact, the first beer he brought was on my wish list. And it's three Floyd zombie dust. Now we've already drank it because we had some technical difficulties uh, getting getting you on line there, Mister Mackenzie. But uh, I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate those, I don't know, those delicate, dainty pale ales and IPAs. You know, things that aren't like harsh in your face, uh, especially lately. I've been, you know, kind of. I mean, I drink a lot of IPAs, and I, I I'll talk about it in a little bit. I'll talk about I kind of got burned out on IPAs last week, that I had to switch it, switch it up a little bit. But you know what? This was a nice IPA because it was well pale ale. I, I, I don't want to call it an IPA, but um, it definitely was light, dainty. It, for a pale, it didn't necessarily have that malt you know heaviness to it. When we you know a lot of times those pales would be a little bit malty in there. It was light, crisp, very good, delicately. Yeah. So I appreciate that, but. Now we're drinking another beer because uh, we finished that one, really enjoyed it. It was a 19 ounce uh, can, which is nice too. And we're now drinking another 19 ounce can from Great Divide Brewing out of Colorado, right? That's yep. where they're from. This is their 25th anniversary big Yeti. and it's got quite a nice can, Chris. I think you'd like this one. It's got a lot of stuff going on here. And a lot of uh, they got you know yetis, rhinos, cows, some bears, some dragons uh you know some bicyclists I there's mean probably
2: some significance
0: yeah there's there's probably something that, i don't
1: know what it, but hey it's pretty who cool is,
0: who was this from from Great divide
1: oh okay so yeah they I love their yetis that yeah plain old yetis delicious
0: yeah and it's this just apparently
1: is just slightly amped up but I don't know
2: doesn't really say but I think, yeah, it, I think regular yeti's like 11
0: yeah I think this one's thir- like 13 and a half or so. So it's pretty big, but does it say what it has in it? Does it say it doesn't? It just says it's just a big yeti. So uh we haven't we're waiting for it to warm up a little bit. Let me take my first sip and give you guys uh an idea if it's I mean I can smell it right now. It smells chocolatey. And it smells, hmm, Oh yeah, it's pretty good. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, a beer that Tom you commented on me having that you need to go to the co-op and get the Mother Earth Brewings uh autumn oh okay. 2019 autumn uh seasonal i know chris you
1: enjoy the those mother earth seasonal beers i think you had like a sp- spring or summer last yeah, year this, the summer and the winter and the winter, winter wasn't yeah I wasn't too big on the winter the summer one though i was i loved that one okay well this one so i i just have
0: well you know what i'm gonna ruin all the uh the excitement for my new and not- i shouldn't talk about it but this one reminds me a lot of that. It's a really good strong uh, imperial stout with some chocolate not too much burn to it and it's still a little cold so i need to let it warm up a little bit to see if it uh you know what happens with it We've got a lot of rich flavors in there too i'm really enjoying that one you like that one tom yeah it's great it's almost uh seems like almost smoother somehow
2: yeah regular yeti has i feel at least like it has like a really good
0: roast to it mm-hmm. and It kind of smacks mm-hmm. you
2: in the face and is picked up and it feels
0: smoother to me for some reason all right could just be now nice. Yeah, yeah, it could just be that the zombie dust smoothed it out. You know, everything's kind of smoother now. All right. Well, Tom, thank you for joining us, uh, making the trek all the way out here to my—I my. my I, I, I live in the southern part of Boise. Tom, you live all the way north in the—over uh, yeah. by—
2: Yeah, I live in a small town called Star, Star. which is about like 15, 20 minutes from—well, probably, probably 20, 25 <laughs> from downtown Boise. <laughs> So it was about you know a good
0: half hour. It was yeah, a nice drive. Yeah. Drive. Well, he's nice he's year. being he's being kind because it's probably like forty five <laughs> minutes uh, to get here. But uh, I appreciate it, and we're going to have a good show. Uh, and and let's get into the show before we we talk about all the good the good stuff. For you know, I could talk about it all right now, but I want to wait till we get to the right spot to talk about it. But uh, for anyone new listening to the show, uh, we are Tap to Craft podcast. It's an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help all of our listeners along in your craft beer journeys. And that's what we're going to learn about today also is Tom's craft beer journey. And I'm pretty excited to find out about how he got started in beer and how he got started in home brewing and how he... I don't want to give it away. We'll we'll wait. But uh, you are listening to episode 137, recording on Monday, October 21st, 2019. And this show, we will discuss Like I mentioned, Tom's craft beer journey. We also have some listener questions. And I have a few craft beer articles I like to discuss with you guys. Uh, I think there's some fun, uh, very educational articles in there. And one one real fun one that we may or may not get to at the end, depending on the time. And of course, you can count on some great conversation along the way. So we're going to go jump in to Tom's craft beer journey. We'll get this conversation started. So are you ready, Tom? Do it. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and then uh, we'll let Chris ask you a couple, and then we'll just go back and forth. So I, I'm going to ask you this one because I know you're living in Boise because you're here, but did you come from Boise or did you come from some other far-off, distant land?
2: <laughs> well, I've moved around quite a bit in my life. Um, I was born actually in Thousand uh, California, which oh. it's a little north of L.A. I um, lived there for a few years as a kiddo. Uh, moved around to uh, lived in Portland. i lived in Portland before. Yeah. Provo, Utah. Ah, oh. uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, nice. And uh, Gooding, Idaho. Oh, so even good here. So, which is about you know a couple hours uh, south of Boise, another tiny little farm town. So, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's, okay. Uh, so you never lived in Pennsylvania? No. But well, wait a minute. How can you be a penguin? How come all your teams you follow are in Pennsylvania?
2: Well, so I mean, as far as sports go, it's honestly, the only thing I do is hockey. Um, <laughs> I am not. I'm kind of a weirdo. But anyways, um, so uh, like when I was a kid, at that point, I lived in Utah. Okay. Um, I no hockey team there. Uh, <laughs> not a pro team. There was a there was like a minor league team. Yes. Um. I was in like uh, like first grade, and I don't even know. There's really no explanation that I can come up with for it, but I decided I liked hockey. Okay, um, it was like the first year I I was like a little dork, and I liked I thought sharks were super cool, and the San Jose Sharks oh, just coming out. Yeah, they just came I was out. Like, yeah, oh, they're cool. <laughs> and then I you know kind of started looking around to hockey, and at that point, um, the Penguins, who were my hockey team, they. Um, they won the championship back-to-back in 1991. Um, Mario Lemieux was like, the, the hot okay, stuff at that yeah. point, superstar. Um, and I thought he was the best. And so I just kind of clung on to that and oh. just have been riding the waves. So, you know, was a front-runner as a child, basically. Okay. Okay, <laughs> and, so... you know, it's been up and down since then,
0: but... Well, yeah, they have good years and yeah. they have bad. But, uh, all right, so now I... For some, is your dad or your brothers living in Pennsylvania now, or did you guys just nope. go to Pennsylvania of that a no. couple of years ago for a trip? So we, trip? Um, uh, let's see,
2: it's been uh, probably the last almost twenty years. We, um, with the exception of a year here and there, we travel to watch them play once. Or oh, twice a Oh, okay. So, so just we'll to go. go see. Um, you know, we'll go to California. Oh, okay. We we've got we've been to Pittsburgh. You know. Like that. Okay. In that span of time, so we kind of jump around, and then we'll go back there every once in a while. Um, so yeah, and then you know, in the last ten years or so, we've mixed brewery visits as well. Of so, course, yeah. yeah, some great breweries there. So yeah, my dad, my dad uh, is uh, fortunate that he's into he loves hockey as much as I do. Since then, and uh, he also loves beer as well. So, That's right.
0: That's a good combination. So, yeah. You know, I put him yeah.
2: through the ringer on a few trips, so he's well. a good sport.
0: Well, yeah, I I enjoy seeing all the photos you post to, you know, to whatever different things, Instagram, sure. Facebook, uh, Untapped, everything. I I I think I follow you everywhere. And I enjoy uh, seeing those photos of you and your your brothers and your and your dad at all these different, uh, you know, wedding events, totally. sporting events, brewery crawls, I mean everything. It's been fun. and I, I get a good I enjoy that. That's what I like about doing this podcast. It gives me an opportunity to interact with a lot of different people from around the the world actually yeah. and and, and kind of get a peek into their lives and their craft beer journey which is really really fun so how did you get to idaho back to idaho did you have family here did you so when,
2: come for work so when we moved to idaho i was still like in middle school um when we moved to nashville my dad went to uh physician assistant school out there and so once he finished that up he he uh grew up in boise okay um, so he was looking for a job. One came up in Boise or uh, in Gooding, and he took that. Mm-hmm. And so we moved there. Okay. Lived there until I graduated back in
0: two myself <laughs> a bit. Two thousand two. Jeez. Um, yeah.
2: So you know. Um, so yeah, moved you're to still, Boise right after that. Yeah. You're still young. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so moved to Boise
0: after that, and uh, you know, here, right. been here ever since. Well, good. Well, good. So um, one more thing I got to say is I love, I already mentioned that I love watch, seeing you guys, seeing your stuff on social media, but seeing you and your wife on date night and the <laughs> photos that, I mean, what a fun couple you guys are that I just, I want to go out with you, you two, with my wife and I, you know, and go out and have some fun because it looks like you guys have some real fun. The photo just just silly, fun stuff that makes me laugh every time. I see it. So um keep that in mind. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah. Invite me to one of your bottle yeah. shares. Remember guys, I always talk about Tom <laughs> having these awesome bottle shares with all this good stuff. I'm still waiting for an invite. And now I want him to invite me, you know, on a on
1: a date night. I'm, I'm on, very uh... date, Denny. <laughs> Tom. If you are uh, Danny, if you want to ask out Tom on out on a date, just ask him. Man up. I know. Let's just ask him. Okay.
0: It was a soft, I was trying to do a soft sell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'll ask one more question. Let Chris hit you with a couple. So, when did you get into craft beer? I mean, I'm assuming it's, I mean, I, I don't want to assume too much, but most people, they are drinking cheap beers in high school or not high school. Well, yeah, high school and college. And then eventually, once they get out, they they get a taste for craft beer. How did you get into beer? Did you start that same way and then get into craft beer, or was your father awesome? He loved craft <laughs> beer from the beginning and got you on right from the get go in the craft beer. So my yeah, my journey into it is a little odd,
2: I would say. Um, growing up, my dad definitely had like beer in the fridge. <laughs> and, like I always remember him having Henry Weinert on uh-huh. there. Oh and- yeah just kind of random stuff, nothing fancy at all. But um, he wasn't really a heavy drinker at all. Mm-hmm. Like he would, he would come and it would come and go, you know, wasn't like consistently. So he wasn't like super adventurous or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, he would have that, you know, stuff like that hanging around in the fridge. Um, I uh, oddly enough didn't start drinking until I was 25. Okay. So, i you were a good boy i guess I <laughs> like um it's it's weird like kind of like how i got into hockey i'm just kind of like a weird i i just I come into things differently i mm-hmm. guess i guess i'm like a lifelong contrarian and that's kind of like a, <laughs> like the any, anything counterculture i seem to go go towards but uh growing up um i played in a uh, punk band oh. and uh and then later on kind of developed into like a like a hardcore experimental rock band um and we um you know we did some touring and stuff recorded a couple albums
0: really Um, okay come on you gotta name the band it's we're called the temptation we were called
2: the temptation of saint anthony so we were together for about
0: all right so you know i have guys that listen that yes. uh, are also, we're in punk bands and yeah. stuff, so if they, here, they'll, yeah. they'll write in and let let us know if they uh, Yeah, if, if you're into, like, heavier screaming music,
2: <laughs> check it out. It's on Spotify, all that stuff. Ah, so sweet. And stream sweet. it all for free. I yeah. suggest the, the last album. It's a little cringy for me, personally, but anyways. Um. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of, uh, for whatever reason, I think, like, you know, playing in punk bands in high school and, like, living in a small town, like, I saw, like, you know, kids going out mm-hmm. in the yeah. desert and yeah. all that stuff, and You're I was right. just That's never not... into it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really have anything to do with, like, alcohol or the taste of it. It was just like, yeah, it's just, we just didn't really do it. Yeah, yeah, you We'd wanted to go, go against the grain. Exactly. Like, everyone else was doing this. 100%, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. And then I just didn't really have a drive to want to drink after that. But, um, yeah, eventually... I think on my 21st birthday, I went and bought an old English 40. <laughs> you have to That right? I proudly displayed in my room forever. I don't know what happened to it. Was, I never drank it. You never
0: asked what I was going to say. Was it ever open? I should have.
2: But, um, but yeah, a few years later, um, just kind of, I think, you know, the penguins started getting good again. And I remember I would go to like, I'm like kind of a, a weird fan in terms of like uh, habits. Mm-hmm. Less so now, but back then, you know, I would go to, I would, If they would win, I'd like keep doing the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again. So I rituals. (laughs) They had a good. They had a good playoff run back around then, and I would. uh, I think like I would drink like Blue Moon quite a bit, and then that that was um, a magic beer, right? Yeah, yeah, back then. So yeah, that and you know it's fine. (laughs) No, but yeah, I remember um, kind of as I started getting into it a little more, I would like go to Albertsons. I lived right down there uh, in the north end, and we'd walk down. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I remember like uh, like the Kona Brewing, like Mm -hmm. Brown Nail with coconut in it. I remember like picking that up early on Mm -hmm. and thinking that was super good.
1: I haven't (laughs) had it in a while, but uh,
2: and you know, me and my friends would like after a while, we you know we'd go down to Bitter Creek because we Mm -hmm. really love cold Rescue. Oh yeah, our jam. So we'd go down there for that, and Bitter Creek has always had a great beer program. So. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we'd try an IPA and be like, oh, man, I can only drink like one of these. Yeah. It's too bitter or whatever. So, but, you know, eventually your tastes like evolve and it kind of went from there and uh, um, slowly but surely turned into this weird thing I'm doing now. And <laughs> I've gotten wow, more into it. Yeah. I remember evolving. after my I think my second child was born, I went to the co-op downtown because we were. Uh, we delivered our baby right down there at the hospital. Okay. And uh, I um, ran into the beer guy who ran there. Matt? Yep. Yep, so know, he's yeah. Yeah. I now worked for Bitter, Bitter Creek. Creek. Yep. Super nice dude. <laughs> yeah, I love the guy. Um, and I was like, just like, uh, you know, I was like, hey, what's good, man? Like, can you like show me something like delicious? Like, and he's like, showed me all the barrel aged beers. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time it was like, I want to say it was like a 2012, 2013. Uh, firestone double dba mm-hmm. the barrel aged one mm-hmm. i think i have a bottle upstairs
0: totally. yeah, So and that
2: like kind of like blew my mind so at that point you know i just kind of started exploring stuff and yeah going to bruforia when that was when a thing. it was a thing yeah before yeah yeah you know,
0: so I, it's funny i i talked about all this stuff and you might actually hear it when i start to release these 40 cast uh i'm yeah. starting to release these 40 cast little snips and i think you're going to Hear me talk about some of the stuff, same stuff you just talked about about yeah. going and meeting with Matt, the beer guy at the at the co-op, and going to brewforia and going, you know, of course, Brewers Haven was a big thing. I haven't, I don't really go to Brewers Haven as much now because now there's a lot more places to go to drink. Yeah, but back in the early days, there just, I mean, yeah, there's a couple breweries, mm-hmm. and but it wasn't, it wasn't as easy to go get a variety of beers. So that's, so those places are places I really enjoyed to to visit for sure okay that, yeah. that's a man you just that's a that's a good journey <laughs> right a there, time capsule there. Uh, seriously yeah so let's get chris i i highlighted uh, where you should start
1: okay well, i think I'll you already honest. mentioned this but maybe it's different yeah well i'll be honest i was i was doing a little research on the temptation of saint anthony okay. oh is there a picture <laughs> Well, I looked into Amazon music and I found a few <laughs> songs called I don't know if these are you if are these are you guys or songs called Follow We Follow Our Footsteps. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah. Oh really? We'll play that a little later. Okay. I'm gonna now <laughs> I'm right. gonna add it. I'm gonna add to my Amazon music. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My punk station. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, complacency in a bear trap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, all that's right. That's that. All right. So um if you mentioned this already, Tom, uh we are just gonna have to answer it again uh did you have a gateway beer that that you would recommend for for new people getting into craft beer
2: yeah you know like
1: um i don't know i think my answer now would probably be different
2: than what i got into it with if that makes any sense which pretty much is what i named like the, yeah. um you know like you know we we do like guinness and stuff mm-hmm. like that i think those are all like good good entrances into like different types of beer to people uh-huh. who you know have only had like American adjunct lager and stuff mm-hmm. like that um but yeah I mean it's so different now um you know there's you can I when I have people over or if I know like people are coming over that aren't going to be into that type of thing you know I'll turn them towards like a you're drinking pail mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that um, but yeah, kind of those ones I mentioned already would, I, that's what I'd call like my gateway beers was like old Rasputin and stuff. Was, like, um, <laughs> wow. you know, those are, those DBA, are some pretty harsh,
0: they, harsh beers for people they, that never drink uh, exact beer before. So those, I mean, me, I guess, <laughs> those are
2: extremes. <laughs> yeah. That and like, uh, Anderson Valley, like, oh yeah. Uh, Bourbon barrel stout stuff like that. (laughs) Jesus, I know. Anything that's over ten percent. I guess it depends on who's who's asking. I think I think I'm sure we're all like pretty good at knowing like different things that you know might turn different people off. Yeah, I'm not going to throw that in the face of like my my aunt who's like only into like my hard lemonade. So, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah, Well, some people like sweet things. Hey, I'll I'll drink one on a boat. I don't care. (laughs) If it's free <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time I've drank a, drink a huge beer on a boat either <laughs> uh, alright so do you have like a do you have a favorite favorite style or do you have like a beer style that you just absolutely can't stand you
2: know I, I feel like at this point I'm pretty much alright with anything anything so you love like smoked beers okay you got me
3: oh okay, okay. So <laughs> thank you for saying
2: that yeah smoke beers are pretty much the only thing i'm not super yeah. into, to yeah. be honest and that you see them because you haven't tried the right one yeah. <laughs> well <yeah>. there's there <laughs> are some that aren't bad actually yeah. that I, I the agree. alaskan
0: the smoke porter is bad. is really yeah. good I, that was a good not one bad yeah
2: and i think i have a lot of, bottles of mm-hmm. Hopefully, see what happens <laughs> with those. but yeah that's that's not bad and i remember
0: like you know like Whatever, yeah it was pretty yeah that one wasn't too bad it, it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad but still a little much for me but yeah. the alaskan one was well balanced with that smoke for sure yeah for sure. The, yeah
2: so those aren't bad but i've definitely had some like jacked up smoke beers from yeah yeah. It's yeah too, it's too much Well,
0: yeah. yeah. that's not really much. have you ever had hair of the dog beers from i've Portland? had a couple and like the, adam adam thing. is like Was Adam smoke I don't know, one of them is so smoky, I just like I could I yeah, I just couldn't drink it. I'm drinking it, I'm like, this is the worst beer ever. And so I don't know if it was Adam. I had four samples of it. Yeah. And one of them was just way too smoky and I just like said, nah, it's not happening. And in fact I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't impressed with any of the really? hair of the dog beers. Yeah, I think I've only had a couple
2: and let's see Adam was like
0: Yeah, I just I it's had an, a bottle of it once yeah. and it was like totally flat. Yeah, and I now keep in mind I had these in 2004, oh, okay. so this oh, is like gee. old, the yeah. original stuff, like <laughs> but way back when. So uh, I haven't had anything lately, but yeah. I had yeah. I did just get done listening to the Four Brewers last podcast where they oh yeah they drink an, an atom and actually they said it was pretty good compared to what they've had before. So maybe you know maybe yeah. there's uh, there's some changing had, like consistency or yeah yeah it's it's one of those breweries that I feel that just may not make it right there's brews going out of business in portland and in the area that because you know i don't know they they may have been relevant at one point but i don't think people maybe they have some diehards i'll just keep them in business but i don't i don't know right yeah i think most places down there do but yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) they're not making florida vices
1: (laughs) not Um, that i don't love yeah they they, uh, they become they become kind of life anymore. Yeah, for, yeah. All right, let me do a couple real quick, and then uh, and then I'll let you get the last. I call two. dibs okay. on the I call dibs on the last question. Of course, I always give that to you. I'll, <laughs> I always give that to you. All
0: right. So uh, you mentioned beers you enjoy, but do you have a go to beer? Is there a beer that you that you, when you're just in the mood for a beer or a beer you walk by and you just have to grab a six pack or one of them? Do you have a go to beer that you just you love? So
2: I I, would, I don't know if I can say I have one go-to beer. exactly. You can I have think, a couple, but... Sure. I, I think I really look forward to, like, I get excited, like, when certain, like, seasonals come back, mm-hmm. um, different stuff like that. Um, you know, I kind of have, like, go-to seasonals, so, like, I, I really love, like, Phil Fire. Yeah, that's a great beer. Um, always. But, yeah, it's kind of, like, more of just, like, look seasonals. Um, okay. Definitely so... a ticker, not going to lie. Um, I like trying new stuff yeah. all the time, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but, but yeah, oh. I do. I think I, if I have a go-to, I probably have like one. Okay. So, soon. so what's your favorite pumpkin beer?
0: Always <laughs> oh, um, that another style no, that you're not? So
2: I, I, I can do pumpkin beer. I've had a few recently I've Had the dogfish pumpkin yeah. for the first time in a few years. And that's okay. I thought it was interesting. Like I had, I probably had it like four years ago yeah. and then had it again. And I think my main problem is like the spice aspect of most of the pumpkin mm-hmm. beers. I'm okay with pumpkin, but spice yeah. too much it's, for me. Yeah. No um, but yeah. So, and, but I also had like, uh, my buddy brought over uh, this dog to shed imperial cream ale. An imperial was, cream ale. Was, sounds yeah, intriguing. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be like a pumpkin pie, but it had definitely had like, had okay, like a, kind of like a cinnamon nutmeg oh okay it was good but okay. and but it had a similar vibe to it in terms of vibe, but, okay um, and he also brought like a uh, lesion you know have oh, too sweet yeah
0: I, it was it was all right oh not my bad. Gosh. not I, bad i don't like that one i don't like the great pumpkin i'm not a big fan of the night owl which those are yeah those two are my wife's favorite in fact we have some in the fridge <laughs> there if you want it's one looming. uh but then she did get the pack i do like the dark of the moon the spout yeah okay.
2: i that's, that one's so really I'm good. I'm not like a die hard like buying a B, and Dev
0: guy but just typically <laughs> don't. Like, yeah, well, you I wife, just avoid I, it. If like, your wife loved it as much as my wife did, no, no, then you
2: would be buying it. No, absolutely. Like, <laughs> she you know, buys it by the case. <laughs> like, honestly, my wife likes good like IPAs and everything that yeah. her she loves. Yeah, uh, if, if cool. it, it makes her happy. Yeah, so we buy that too. <laughs> a bunch of wine. So, um but yeah. uh so yeah, I don't okay. know. It had been like
0: a few years, beer. Okay, yeah, it is. It does kind of suck that they did sell out. I mean, we used to go to the Great Pump, the Pump Great Pumpkin Festival down in Seattle, yeah. and we had a great time. In fact, you know, it's one of the cups right there, little yeah. taster cups from it. We've been, I think, three times, but then the last <laughs> time we went was uh, wasn't a good experience. They moved the moved it over to to the stadium area, mm-hmm. and it was just too small and. And lines were too long, and it just and they had a one day event instead of a two day event. It was miserable. There's a podcast on it. I, think <laughs> I explained it. I think I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. But okay, one more question from me, and we'll let Chris finish us off. So um I know that you are a home brewer. I know you're a home brewer because I've seen you post stuff on uh, on the beers that you're brewing with your with your friends drinking beers. You know everything everything a home brewer does when they sure. when they brew. And then I saw that uh, you know that, that you've elevated yourselves up to us you know to a, a, an award-winning status so how, how did you get involved in home brewing what made you start to homebrew did you get pulled into it from your friends or did you pull your friends into it uh, and then of course yeah. tell us about the award you won
2: so I mean a little bit of both actually so I mean I have like a couple of my closest friends are um, I would say I have like gently like pulled in like passed the way mm-hmm. into the ridiculous beers we're involved in. Um so, you know, like one of my goodies good buddies, Blake, um, you know, probably five years ago, you know, we were, I started getting interested into it here and I thought about it So picked up like whole, and we did we did a few like extract batches, Um and then and this was pretty infrequent, probably like every like and then um within the last year or so, um one of my other good buddies that I play hockey with, um me up and was like kind of want to get into brewing like show me what to get
0: <laughs> wait, so, wait, wait, what's your budget
2: unlimited yes I can show you <laughs> exactly what to get <laughs> yeah, it was, you know so we, we he had kind of found a few like because there's almost always a selling
3: uh, mm-hmm.
2: and there was a guy that had some pretty cool stuff and he was selling that and so we kind of put together a little setup and he's like super uh, the super handy guy we like put together our own welded a brew stand, yeah. uh, put a burner into it and did all this stuff. Yeah, it looks pretty fancy. It yeah, so we kind of put together like <laughs> a, a couple a couple different options just to kind of give us some versatility, but we uh, do brew in a bag. Okay, very it e- simple. Yeah, easy
0: to clean up too. Cuts, you don't have to worry about yeah, all that. It cuts
2: down on some of the equipment costs and stuff like that, but also um, you know, we got a fairly large stole and we're not limited really at all to our T or You you have a crane to get those bags out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We have a very we have a heavy waist, actually. Okay, yeah. So he's he's super handy. So, um, you know, I kind of owe it to him. So he kind of like got me inspired to get back into it. Um, you know, it's uh, you know I have limited space mm-hmm. and everything like that. I'm not a budget for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, he kind of hit me up and we kind of started doing that into it brewing for the last year. And
0: how often do you guys brew? about once a month oh that's good so So about 12 beers a year you guys uh yeah and and what batch size five gallons so we've done
2: 10 and five um five is uh it's kind of nice just because at this point like i just love i love like researching and writing recipes right now and just seeing how they translate Mm -hmm. um i'm hoping to you know soon to be able to like just develop make them a little better as i go but right now pretty much every batch we make is something new mm-hmm. so it's very experimental yeah but um but yeah it's a lot of fun to try different stuff so the five gallon batches give us a little more yeah all yeah. That stuff.
0: yeah
2: um but yeah we've done some we did uh
0: you submitted the beers to the uh the state fair yeah. competition mm-hmm. and how many beers did you submit just one or just two. one? Did we do two? Yeah, I think we. I mean, you did. split the one into two, so I'm assuming you did one of each of the different yeah, styles. Yeah, so kind of around that two. time, we
2: had made uh, a mixed fermentation saison. So basically, um, kind of, I had used a couple different blends of built those up for that, fermented that out, got it super dry, mm. made it really crisp, and then after that was to be being done, we in like around that time just mm-hmm. in like the first year so i essentially made these start the oh so, so it's it, essentially that worked yeah yeah wow so you can do that you can like and now we're just building up just a melange <laughs> of like i've done so yeah we have like the male apothecary drag stuff. Like so you, so if okay. you just kind of gently wow. pour them out the yeast that's in the yeah was, yeah is more or less what they're using so and and when you make a yeast starter out of it sometimes Throw some of the microbes strong than others, hmm. for better for lack of a better term. But uh, yeah, so I built that up in a small starter and threw that in um, after it had gone to kind of start. One of the batches at the end, we dry hopped with Nelson. Oh, wow. Um, and then the other one, six and a half pounds, mostly blackberries. Um, oh. oh, wow. It's man, but I made it a while.
0: That sounds great. Which one did you bring for me? So that is the fruit. The fruited one? Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a,
2: uh, I I was happy with how it turned out. Like I said, it's like. Yeah. So, yeah. The fruit. fruit um, and, uh, so yeah. It was, it was interesting and happy with that.
0: Yeah. I will uh, give you feedback. <laughs> uh, but you know, I am a sucker. For, I love Saison. Oh, so yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. It's I'm going to probably it enjoy it regardless. But uh, <laughs> some of that character to it. So the fruit's definitely there.
2: But yeah, it's uh, it was fun. We submitted it to that fair competition and honestly like i had never admitted to a mm-hmm. competition at all and it's like judges on mm-hmm. the panels and all that so it was like kind of nervous but at the same time i did not expect anything and yeah we won the um rooted wild ales three or no which i think there was like 10, 10 entries in nice so, yeah, wow it was pretty, that's, those pretty are two gr- <laughs> that's a show come on yeah. that's a great so there that's was a like, great accomplishment like a, there yeah <laughs> uh, i think there was like 100 years and nice stuff. I would have never expected it. And yeah, one of my buddies was at the fair and he's like, have you seen this? And he sent me a picture. And so <laughs> now I got go to the fair. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So we were totally surprised. But, so that was kind of cool. And it was, um, it was cool to win, but it was also cool to get back the judging. The, the feedback. Yeah, yeah. So, Oh yeah. So yeah, they had like that day, yeah. how they're feeling
0: yeah. or whatever, but yeah. that's awesome. Saw, well, thank you for sharing that. For sure, I, I uh, I've been wanting to talk to you about it because I thought it was pretty exciting. I think I talked about it on the show. Just give you a shout out for it. I remember, it. it was a while ago. But
1: uh, all right, Chris, you're up for the last uh, couple questions. All right, Tom. So if you were able to name a beer and or a brewery, what would you call it? Oh. Yeah. So I'm I I personally
2: I find myself to be terrible at naming beers. <laughs> <laughs> I see my my brewing partners. I feel like are really good at puns, but mm-hmm. I can never get them. I, I can never get never get them to nail it down. I feel like they want me to do it <laughs> for some reason. I need, they need to get that going. Okay. So, but um, you know, so we've just like our saison. We just called saison de Val Rouge because we had we had a joke. My so my buddy Art, who shop we brew at, he's got a big old shop, Equestrian. <laughs> So she um, has a bunch of horses and we go out there, uh, (laughs) make jokes, and we keep telling her we're going to feed our spent grain to her show horses and make them get really fat. (laughs) So I think originally we were going to call it the fat horse. And I think in French, like, uh, you know, whatever that is in French, I can't even remember. (laughs) So we kept the horse, which Cheval is his horse. So we kept that. Okay, the uh, red horse. The berry one. But, um, uh, so we're actually, uh, so his wife, Emily, we're about to, we're going to brew a pumpkin beer uh, for her, I'm um, calling Three Evils, a uh, song oh. rock Oh. So I don't know. I just kind of like look around. So that, and also I wrote that recipe in the software and uh, the ABV at one point turned out to, at six.
0: Oh, so I just like slipped away from the
2: computer. And I was this like, is well, it. That's the one. <laughs> yep it's it's meant to be. So I felt like that was appropriate. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm not very good at it. I usually look for like yeah. stuff like that that I find appropriate. Um, the last mm-hmm. Vice mm-hmm. thing that we put together, and I named it for an album by another punk called
0: Fuller. Polar- <laughs> Polar- called Polar- the Redder Polar. the Better. Stuff. I haven't heard of Fuller Club. I'm. I I got out of the punk scene in about ninety four ninety five because my loving wife said, "Honey, you can't listen to this music <laughs> in front of your four year old son. Oh, He's yeah. gonna start to." Uh, I said, "Okay, fine." Yeah. I, so I stopped listening. But yeah, um, I I was really into the the eighties. Yeah. and yeah, and we're the
2: same way. My, my wife punk- kind of grew up mm-hmm. like clean as me, so mm-hmm. we will keep the. Like light poppy punk stuff <laughs> with the kids, and uh, my yeah. she's more of a Disney fan. Oh yeah, point, so. I let it be. Yeah, we we keep it <laughs> we keep it light. So uh, okay, but yeah. So basically, I guess my answer is that I'm bad at naming beers, okay. and especially bad at naming breweries. um We call our as of now we're calling our little like brewing crew me and the boys because we uh so my in the shop we brew in my friend has a TV. Mounted on the wall with D V D player, VHS player, and he's also a VHS collector. <laughs> oh, really? So has a bunch that, of, like cre- Yeah. <laughs> a and he's so he has like this incredible collection of like pure VHS most movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I think uh the day we bought on we were watching a really terrible movie called Spring Break and it had a summer on break. it called N R B Q or by N R B Q called Me and the Boys that they over and over again and so that was just kind of ended up being our mantra for the night
1: okay all right one last question chris It's probably my favorite question that we have and it's how do you rate your beers do you ever do you rate them by overall enjoyment or by the style (laughs) (laughs) so i would
2: say i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say i for the most part i rate by overall enjoyment yes um not entirely I don't I don't have really a set thing because I sometimes it'll just be I just use untapped mostly I, I do like the social aspect of it especially just like you know when you guys have people on the show mm-hmm. or when people like leave feedback I always like Adam just you know the cool little community yeah. around the show so that's really cool just to see what people are drinking and stuff like that um, but I use untapped a lot just for my own like memory yeah i'm sure you guys do yeah do that's what that. i yeah that's um, mm-hmm. but yeah so there's a lot that probably goes into it sometimes it's just like that day it's like man this is an awesome day i'm really loving this beer it's a it's a four and a half gap when it might be like a three <laughs> three and a half or something but yeah for the most part it's just kind of uh personal enjoyment and occasionally i, I would say if it's like a style i don't love like a smoked beer and it's like it's hitting me just right. I'll probably give it a higher rating than yeah, just personal enjoyment.
0: So yeah, it's so, kind of a weird mixture. yeah. So it's a it's a hybrid yeah, uh, style we'll and go, enjoyment. We'll go with that. Yeah. All right. Say <laughs> it's not a it's not a lose for me. It's it's a it's a tie. That's a small win for you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Take it, take it when you get it. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, Tom, for sharing your craft beer journey. We'll get more into it, I'm sure, as we continue along in the show. But uh, now it's time for Chris to. Uh, hopefully you got your uh, vocal cords ready. It's time I have. To I've, been,
1: I've been coating them with delicious, delicious beer. Okay. Got All right. A good rest in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> now, so now it's time to uh, we. I mean, we should have Tom name this segment because he's really good at uh, naming things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we we need to find out what our listeners are
1: drinking according to Untapped. So starting off with. Uh, Mr. Mike Allen, uh, this was 21 hours ago, so that would have been that would have been yesterday during his <laughs> weekly bottle share with friends. Yes, um, yes. Um, he was drinking an Exit Three, which is a blueberry braggot from Flying Fish Brewing Company, that he rated four and a quarter caps. Wow. Um, so he's wait—that's
0: obviously got to be by style because nobody rates a braggot for three four and a quarter styles.
1: <laughs> I happen stars. to like braggots. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, my, I mean, my I've, friend Trey made my friend Trey likes to make really weird beer styles, and he he called me a year or so ago, and he's like, "Yeah, I made a Braggot," and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And <laughs> uh, he <clears throat> he told me all about it, and he said, "Yeah, you should come over and try it." And sure enough, I I really liked it. What What did he use to bitter it up? I do not recall off the top of my what head it, what it uh, tastes like. You should be able to tell by the taste, right? Do you remember? <laughs> I'm, yeah.
0: a, I'm putting you on the spot.
1: <laughs> and I'm going to tell you no. Okay. I just remember I liked it. Uh, but the one Mike is drinking is a braggart honey ale blue, br- brewed with blueberries. Brewed with blueberries. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on up. Uh, it lo- Oh, I can't believe I'm going to read this one. Mike Allen's drinking a Schlitz. Ooh, <laughs> oh, the bowl. My- <laughs> yeah, tastes like Bud's fancy French cousin. <laughs> drinkable for the style <laughs>
0: it's uh i mean slits is a malt liquor right uh-huh yeah so i mean so he's reading by yeah he's reading by oh, styles yeah. obviously the braggart and the the malt liquor so oh, I nobody down denny <laughs>
1: <Chill out. laughs> uh we gotta get gotta get tom in here too he was drinking oh. a pale ale by snake river brewing gave uh-huh. that one three and a quarter caps any notes on that one tom oh it was uh do you do, I- do you remember I honestly, I
2: didn't, I didn't drink the whole thing. I'm, I, <laughs> I, um, I didn't love it. It was okay. Mm. It was kind of three point two five is like my mediocre score. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's a good mediocre score. Yeah, I mean, I was, come on, you could have gave it a, a two. Yeah, that would be <laughs> two like
2: half. two would be like my terribly oxidized. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah. acidal score probably probably.
1: Yeah, so you get the three three point two five is the. The beer's not the best, but I don't want to hurt your feelings rating.
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well,
0: I, I don't, uh, uh, I don't put feelings into my ratings. I know you're <laughs> stone cold. Sensitive. I
3: get I'm it. <laughs>
1: your beer's good or your beer sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: All right. Just to give a quick shout out to Jim Kudzall and Tara Carlson, it oh, looks yeah. like they are drinking their way around Europe right now. Um, oh. but with some of the beers that they have posted, I can't pronounce them. Yeah. Um, or i know jim put one up um yeah i can't even pronounce it he just writes standard lager okay but nothing special gave it a 2.5 rating on that one um tom joseph is drinking a red stripe at corolla beach so i think uh, is he in jamaica no no corolla beach i believe is in the outer banks okay but i mean you can yeah (laughs) Yeah, Outer Banks, North Carolina. Uh, he just writes, beach in October. Yes, I'm a fool, but this red stripe makes it feel so tropical. Gave that one four cap rating for the red stripe. Tara and Jim again. Still, I'm sorry, guys. I can't pronounce those names. Tara was drinking a, a pan. I penny by now. This is going to sound weird. Trek spelled T-R-Z-E-C-H. Trek company. Uh, she just writes, got got that grape fruit peel flavor I love gave that one four caps, Um, but the pictures are good with what they're putting up, so if you guys aren't following them, get on that. Jim was drinking the same beer. He rated that one four caps. Tropical New England IPA, hazy style, lots of flavor. So four caps for that one. Uh, My buddy Ryan Whedon is drinking the Hershey's Chocolate Porter by Yingling Brewing, and he writes, at points it tastes like their milk chocolate, and at others it tastes like Hershey's cocoa powder. Not overly sweet balanced with the malt. Gave that one three and three quarters cap for that Hershey's uh, yingling collaboration. I'm kind of interested in trying that one. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's uh that's one I would mind trying too. I, it kind of intrigues me. I know there's been a lot of chocolate beers, but uh, a, a chocolate lager, I, I mm-hmm. think I've actually had a chocolate lager myself, but with the, the combination of the two Pennsylvania, you know, oh, yeah. big things, right? The Hershey chocolate yeah. and the yingling brewery. That's got to be a, a pretty, impressive um you know collaboration there
1: yeah i'm kind of curious because we have a uh, yingling brewery here in tampa so i wonder if we're going to be seeing that around here i haven't really looked uh too much to buy beer because denny i have space in my beer fridge oh to put a a fermenter in oh okay so you're brewing this weekend no i doubt it's going to be this weekend look (laughs) i just got back from camping i i'm i'm surprised i even know what day it is i went into work today and it was it was chaos um so moving on to jeff seiler he's drinking a harvest ale by founders brewing company and he writes always happy to see this fresh hop ale piney fruity and hoppy yummy goodness and gave that one four and a quarter caps for that and jeff is drinking Ooh, i like this one the citrus city by Revision Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And he writes, excellent, hazy, double IPA, citrusy, fruity, and nice hop flavors. Revision is always a sure thing. Four and a half caps for that one. Nice. Um, my buddy Art Warcheck is drinking Riot Riot, spelled R-Y-E. Uh, Riot Riot by 83 Brewery, at 83 Brewery. And he just writes, Saison Monday with Kenny G. Uh, three and three quarters caps. Kenny G is his friend, not the musician. Um, Moving on up, Chad Lamasa drinking Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale by Lexington. I can't read by Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company. And he writes, wasn't expecting to like this, but I do. Nice amount of bourbon flavor without much booziness. And oh, it says toms of pumpkin, but tons of pumpkin <laughs> is what I think he meant to write. Uh four caps on that one. There's one of my check ins and my new untapped buddy. William Schlemmer uh, is drinking a Citra ass down by oh, against nice. the Grain Brewery yeah. at Bass Lake. And he writes, like the malt, not too much citrus for me. Very good, but not as good as pseudo Sue. I agree. <laughs> uh, um, but he gave it four caps on that one uh, with a cool picture. And he tagged, uh, you know, you and I, Denny. Yeah. So, you know, Got to give him credit for that. And last but not least, Mark Connor is drinking a raspberry sherbet sherbet. Uh, by Grains and Taps, and he writes, very raspberry, a really good fruited goza, four and a quarter's caps, four and a quarter caps for Mark's beer, and that's what everybody's drinking today.
0: All right, we got one more to add. Do we? Yeah, I popped open a, a an six-year-old uh, loose cannon to share oh. with Tom. Now, I will say... Uh, this beer is not quite what it was just a couple years ago. It's definitely is falling. It's falling out, and I have one more bottle left that I'll probably drink this weekend just so it won't go to waste. Uh, but uh, it's not bad, right? It's not. It's. I don't mind that. I, I w- Yeah, I wish you could have had it when it was in its prime. Just pour that last bottle, nice and hard, and you'll be. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be okay. Hard
3: yeah, it's it. a, hard pour it.
0: It's light. It's very like very light. Carbonation, the is carbonation run out on it, but uh, it's got uh, some great dark fruit character still. The yeah. plums, the uh, you know, the Belgian sugar. And what's nice is it is some of that sweetness that we have left over. We kind of mellowed out over yeah. the years. It's not it as sweet. And uh, yeah. so, John, uh, when you're when you hear this three weeks from now, <laughs> maybe a month from now, <laughs> when uh, you text us about it, brew the loose cannon at Trek because yeah, we need to have some fresh stuff. I've run
1: out. I don't nice. have any more bottles left six years come on okay
0: get some
2: crawlers over here yeah
0: get
1: some crawlers over here and i got one more uh william Schlemmer checked in 10 minutes ago he's bringing drinking maloco by three floyds and he says i'm liking this better more each time uh four caps on that one and he only tagged you on that one i'm unfriending oh. him that's it well
0: that's it. well you know what we yes. you know we uh I mean, we have some uh, listener feedback from William. What would you hear? I don't want to hear it now. He only tagged you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's good to hear what our listeners are drinking. Uh, Sounds some, some, like some good stuff there. Uh, we're drinking some good stuff ourselves. Uh, so, Chris, you just got back from a camping trip.
1: Did you drink yeah. any good beer while you were out in Georgia? No, nah, I, I never drink any good beer when I go in Yeah, we had, uh, not only did we take some good beer, so I posted up a couple pictures. Um, I don't know if it was on Facebook or where I posted Instagram. I definitely posted it on Instagram. MCK1345. Check those out. <laughs> um, wait, wait, you just gave that out so you won't follow them back? Yeah, do with it what you want. <laughs> anyway so we took out some angry chair we took out some uh one of the beers i'm going to talk about as my new and noteworthy and then one of the other ones i took a picture of uh was from uh blake's team over at corporate ladder that i still had a crowler of and um drank those in camp we were right on the chattahoochee river right in northern georgia in a town called noonan um and yeah, every mm-hmm. time I sat, every mm-hmm. time I was sitting around the campfire, I kept having that Alan Jackson song in my head, just yeah. way down oh, yonder on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> yeah. I, I must have sang that song in my head about 4,700 times. It was kind of hard not to. Out a yeah. <laughs> yeah, But when you go into downtown Noonan, I do believe that is Alan Jackson's hometown. So oh. there's a mural of him painted on one of the side of the buildings. No, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we went camping uh, Noonan is a fairly small town. Uh, they, The last I checked on Wikipedia, they had about 30,000 people in the area and we were able to go check out not only the beer we brought with us to camp, but we were able to check out the one and I think only brewery in Noonan, Georgia called Abide Brewing Company. Oh, um, I posted up some pictures on our Facebook page while we were there. And they had a little bit of everything as far as beer went. Um, I had a beer called uh, Asian Persuasion, which was a pale ale with ginger and lemongrass, which I drank way too fast, really (laughs) light and refreshing. And, you know, I'm sitting here in Tampa right now and we are, you know, it's not really. Yeah, it's 76 degrees here right now. Today mm-hmm. it was we topped out at eighty six today okay oh, uh it's chilly, in noon weather yeah yeah, in noonan when i we were there, we were you know in the in the forties low fifties at night, um topping out about seventy seventy five during the day, and the day we went to the brewery, it was cold wet, it had rained all day from that tropical storm that just came through the area and it was it was just kind of a garbage day so we went and saw a movie, we went to oh. a brewery, we went and stopped at a cigar shop. I mean, oh. we you know, we went and saw Zombie Land 2, that was pretty awesome. Wow. Um so we you know, we camped real hard. Anyway, so at Abide Brewing, um we had the, the Asian Persuasion. Uh, Megan had a cherry pomegranate sour. Um, and then we also had an Oktoberfest and I had one called the the Coetta. Cowetta or Cowetta, which is the county that Noonan uh, is in, the common ale. And uh, every single one of the beers that we tried or had poured for us was absolutely spectacular. And I I hope that we get to go back there again and try some more stuff because it was $5 per, for a pour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, came, you know, it came in appropriate glassware, it came in a plastic solo cup. <laughs> and uh that was their glassware I, I well see. i mean it's a it's a small operation it's nothing <laughs> uh nothing crazy the they had the bull nice, they though. had the bulldogs game on so you know go dogs and uh but it for some reason and i wasn't very aware of it uh when you go buy your beer they give you a ticket when you buy your beer well it was buy one get one oh um, I, I, yeah so you know it wasn't wasn't an awful time to be a, a bide brewing company so so wait um, a minute
0: it was five dollars for two beers yeah wow that's Sweet. a steal yeah
1: man i'd be drinking yeah. there all day yeah i i wasn't very you know you didn't sleep very well you know, <laughs> on an air mattress in a tent <laughs> yeah. kind of thing so you just kind of make your way throughout the day and uh yeah, we, we bought our beers and the lady the lady behind the bar, I believe her name was Stacy. So Stacy, shout out to you. Thanks for taking very good care of us. Um she handed us tickets and I was like, Okay, we must this must be for a raffle or something. Yeah. And we went back up to for our our next beer and she goes, Okay, just let me have your ticket. And I was like, What what, what ticket? <laughs> she goes, Well, we, we gave you tickets. If you give us the ticket, that's a free beer. And I went, Oh, we need to go find those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so she took care of us we couldn't find our tickets we didn't know what happened to them she gave them to us at all um but you guys were too was, drunk <laughs> no nah, and it wasn't even that she was still <laughs> nice enough to just take care of us and go you know i saw you up here you're probably one of 20 maybe 25 people in the whole bar sitting right across from me at this table she's like i saw you guys come up here and buy two beers here's the other two that you would have gotten with your tickets so Uh, they they took really good care of us you know it was it was a small place it i think uh the capacity sign on the wall said max out at 78 people um it was a fairly new facility and kind of a little industrial park they had uh they had a food truck well not a food truck but like uh there was a a group there selling food i think it was empanadas they were selling Mm. so it was uh you know a smaller place kind of it was pretty brand new looking or at least they had just painted And, uh, you know, they had a good crowd in there. They're they're very limited hours on Fridays. I think they were open from like four to nine. And on Saturday they're open from like one to eight or nine, something like that. And that's it. That was, that was the only time they were open. So we were, uh, we were fortunate to be there around that time and just kind of traveling around the area and checking out some different stuff in town and just having some fun and, and, uh, while we were out camping. So, Mm -hmm. Love getting to explore new breweries while we're out traveling. And nice. I have to well, I'll do this at the end, but uh I know exactly who I'm gonna give my toasts to at the end of the show. So Okay. But uh yeah, to we finger. had a blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um so but yeah, the, the brewery was awesome. So if anybody is in the Atlanta area, it was approximately thirty minutes southwest of Atlanta ish. Don't quote me on the time, but it's a great place. Um, a little town, go check it out. Okay, yeah,
0: thirty minutes southwest of Georgia is on the outskirts of or Atlanta It's no. like right on in Atlantic's, Atlanta's city limits still.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and again, I you can't quote me on that one. So it's uh, uh, just by looking at the map, you know, when yeah, I completely yeah. as I am sitting here, completely not sober. Yeah, it was it was probably actually an hour and a half drive, but it looked, <laughs> but it felt like it was twenty minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes.
0: All right. So, so okay, so I um I was gonna have a beer related activity, but I don't. And I don't. the the activity I was gonna do was I usually go to the the Fresh Hop
1: or the uh, what is the Hoptober
0: Festival. Fresh tour.
1: And it we, thir- it's 33 minutes denny 33 minutes okay 33 minutes okay not too completely bad completely sober
0: all right all right that's shorter
1: from my house yeah
0: yeah that's that's, that's doable <laughs> but uh i went down there and i just you know what happened i just wasn't in the mood i knew that there was gonna be a lot of hoppy beers and i just got done drinking like a bunch of hoppy beers, and I and my stomach just like said, you know what? I don't feel like drinking a bunch of hoppy IPAs, so I decided not to go. Did you go, Tom? I didn't. No, I was working. You're working. So I've actually never been
2: to that. Oh, you never gone? I've not. No, I'm not. No. Yeah, okay. one of those things. I have looked at it a few times and wanted to go, but kind of like Black Friday. Yeah, you last went to year, this last year. The first year, the only time I've.
0: Been. Are you going to go this year? Okay, good because Black Friday is my favorite beer festival it's in the area.
2: It's the best one I.
0: Do. Yeah, I I go every year, and I used to go to the Hop, the Hoptober Festival every year too, <laughs> but I I don't know. I must just be getting old, and and my stomach is not able to handle all these hops. I just I already had a, a number of fresh hop beers. Yeah, honestly, they didn't hit me as as good as i've had in previous years where you drink them and you're like oh my gosh this is great i was drinking them i'm like yeah it's okay yeah. you know you know what i really want i want to have some of that orange vanilla cream creamsicle oil <laughs> i want to have some of that lager i want to have that black lager that Schwarzbier. beer you know i want these things that aren't i want i want these malty things that end dry i like these sure. malto yeah. front dry finish those beers i'm really into right now and the hoppy stuff, I'm just kind of having trouble. I'm still drinking revision. When they come in, I'll buy them and I'll drink them. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoy them, but I just don't have the drive to go and spend the money to drink all those hoppy beers. So we decided we were there. We were right there. And Sarah says, you want to go? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pass this year. So I had self-control, well willpower. Well I, I turned it down. So, But uh, yeah, did you have any activities that you do? probably i I did not no No, okay uh,
2: yeah i don't get a lot of uh scheduled like beer activities except you know i'd consider like brew yeah your brew day yeah that's like and your your bottle shares yeah and then my you know i guess my uh my wife was supposed to have like a pizza night with her friends and it got canceled so that turned into (laughs) just one of them and my his wife is one of my friends. and. He showed up with uh, some nice, nice Firestone sour and a few other beers, as huh. I mentioned. Yeah, the pumpkin beer and all that. So yeah, nice. Just shared a few beers and yeah. played some Yahtzee, and
0: it was a party. There you go. Mm. That's, sometimes saw, that, that's an event right there. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's like cool. five kids there in the house. <laughs> so,
2: it's, all good. It was, it's random,
0: but yes, that's it. Okay. How about any? noteworthy beers, a couple of noteworthy beers that you've had recently you want to tell our listeners about that they should try to get? So, I would, so,
2: uh, kind of, I mean, (laughs) the loose cannon, right? (laughs) The loose cannon? That's noteworthy. Uh,
0: Actually, you know what? The first taste of this, I thought, oh, it's way too oxidated. but but actually, it's not bad. I thought it was
2: well-balanced, but yeah, yeah. so that's really fun to try. I appreciate you (laughs) busting that out. It's fun to I think i've been like listening to you guys for like three and a half years now or something and i've heard it's only heard, been three and a half years and yeah. it's been longer than three and a half years
0: you didn't get us like early on uh,
2: i think it's around there like okay summer uh, summer of 69 like yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so that was that was really good thank you okay. for sharing well that. you're welcome and, uh, yeah i had a uh, few days ago i had a um Omegang brought in the sixteen ounce cans of bourbon uh, barrel aged Three Philosophers, oh, which is vaguely reminiscent yeah, of this. It yeah. didn't have like a super powerful barrel character or anything. Um, it's, it's a triple still, though, right? It's a quad. Or so quad? It's, a, it's a, a quad blend. I don't know. It's like I don't know. I think it's like high nineties percentage okay. wise of uh, quad, and then they blend in a creek with it oh, to give okay. it a little more like uh, you know kind of cherry character. Um, and they threw that. I think it said in the on the can it was like six month barrel aged, mm. and that was it was super good. I like that beer. Anyways. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, Three Flossers is fantastic. I, yeah. I love that. So one. this
2: kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, um, that was pretty good. And then um, you know in the last like few weeks I've had. Um, I'm a big barley wine fan. I uh, me too. Barrel aged barley oh, wine. Oh, I'm
0: a. I love S- barley wine. Which which do you like best, American or English? I'm an English guy. Yes. Uh, Suck it, John. Suck it. English, no.
2: (laughs) This is America. (laughs) America. I think when me and Denny first met up in person, I brought him like some vintage Bigfoot. You did, yes. Tasting episode, yes. Um, So I I don't know. I have like you know, I have some stupid like uh, vertical of Bigfoot hanging out in my in my cellar
0: fridge. Um, Okay, so when you do the vertical, let me know. Because I love barley wine. Yeah, I I kind of have, like,
2: I'll buy, like, a four-pack here and there. So I'll, like, I like to do them. I break them up. So I'll do, like, not the full, like, year, year, year. I'll do, like, year, skip year. Do, like, a 13, 15, 17 type of thing. Um, But, yeah, so primarily English. Um, I had, uh, I guess, American-wise. So I mentioned one of the beers I brought for you was the Milked Out. Yeah. uh, that we brewed for my sister's wedding um i took some beers up there for that for me and my dad to kind of sit in the corner and and drink watch and watch all the other people drink my crappy beer that we made um (laughs) but uh yeah so we i had a um a bear a two-year barrel aged behemoth by three floyds that um was pretty solid that is an american barley wine but it was um, it was super good. Mm-hmm. They like I think they actually released it last year. They did like a one year, barely two year berries. Um, I don't need like I don't a, need the
0: fruit in my barley wine. Yeah, so. I'm good with that. Yeah, as well. <laughs>
2: but yeah, it was it was uh, it was super good. But I also like right before that had a um, a straight jacket by barrel. Uh, sorry, by Revolution Brewing. Mm um which is one of my favorite beers of all time it's just Straight an English jacket. barley wine uh aged in bourbon barrels and they do some variations on that but wow it's um i think it's like 13 14% and it's uh it's super um both of those were from the wedding and i the the behemoth was super fun cuz i've never had a barrel aged uh brewhide beer. yeah they're kind of on the expensive side to oh. acquire and this one was uh Easy to acquire. So good. It was, uh, it worked out. So it was fun to try.
0: Wow. That was, that's fantastic. So now, now I know we even have a deeper connection with oh, yeah. barley wines for yes, sure. I, I enjoy it. It. In it's fact, awesome. I have a a devil's tooth from Sockeye oh, okay. from 2012. I bought a six pack. You guys pack. should go on a date. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I'll bring a barley over. But
0: yeah, I have, a, I bought a six pack and I was aging them for. Like every year, and yeah. then I have this last one I have meant to drink, but That's I've just been aging 12, it and aging it. Yeah, the twelve ounce can. Yeah, twelve yeah. ounce can. When they first did the twelve ounce can of of those, and and I got this last can of the six pack, and I've just been letting it go. I'm like, you know what? Even yeah. after like four years, it was still not smooth enough that I. It <laughs> yeah. was it was good, but it, it mellowed out. But it still wasn't smooth enough that I'd call it like like something I yeah. I really enjoy. I'm hoping now it's like smoothed out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have. So we my, should break that open. I have one more. <laughs> I have one more
2: bottle of 2010 Bigfoot, so I'm waiting. I think next year I'll do that.
0: make it an even 10 years. Oh. I have a Mother of Storms too <laughs> from uh, Pelican. I think it's a 2014 bottle. So that's five years old. That's a nice bottle to drink that's too. One, that's one of the, my favorites. Yeah, so oh, yeah, nice. that make good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I bought two two bottles, not realizing how expensive they were. Because when Matt <laughs> back when Matt was uh, doing, it, he had the, the co op seller, yeah. and he's I said, "Do you have any of that Mother of Storms?" Oh yeah, I got. How many bottles do you want? I got him down to seller. How many bottles do you want? Oh, give me two. get two. I go to ring out, and it was like twenty six or twenty seven dollars a bottle or something like that. Sixty bucks. And I'm like. Well, that was a lot more than I That's when the expected. cashier gives you that like this is beer. What kind of but, beer? But uh, that's like? a special one. So I could always – I'm still saving that one. I, I drank the first one, and I'm still holding on to that one because <laughs> just waiting for the right moment. That's all right. Okay. Well, I got a couple – you know what? I'm going to go for a couple of beers, and then I'll let you go, for Chris. Is that cool? Yes. Okay. That's so, way cool. I, I already mentioned Mother Earth Brewing, the four seasons, autumn 2019 a beer that i really enjoyed it was an imperial stout in fact it was an imperial graham cracker stout and it had cranberries in there very reminiscent the base is much like this 25 25th anniversary yeti big yeti that we drink uh had that really nice you know thick uh it was really thick and 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 had some chocolate some coffee character to it and the cranberries added a little bit of of sourness to it but not where it made it too sour so it finished with a little bit of that cranberry fruity sourness but it it still had that that roasted malt uh you know dark roasted malt finish that didn't make it too like a like a sour stout i'm not a big fan of sour stouts i can drink them but they're just not my favorite and this one didn't go to the extreme it it was almost there and then finishes off nice um I gave that beer, what, five-cap rating. I really like that one a lot. So, Tom, if you can find that I one. Have do you you it. have it? I okay. have it in the fridge, yeah So that good. that one I really enjoyed. Um, the next beer, Jeremiah Johnson Brewing. Now, I haven't had Jeremiah Johnson for a while. All of a sudden, they showed back up in the area. I so, mean, yeah, I had. I have not had them. Before. You never had Jeremiah Johnson? I
2: do not have, but I picked up like one of their like
0: Citra IPAs. Mm-hmm. Not so good, But that's yeah. all right. Yeah, so I you had some issues. I drank Jeremiah Johnson like ten years ago, yeah. maybe something like that. And now all of a sudden they show back up in the co-op. The, the one I picked up again, I was staying away from the IPAs because I bought a bunch of IP. Like we literally, I didn't realize it. We went into the co-op and I hadn't been there for a while, and and I just loaded up my bag, probably a hundred and some dollars worth of beer. <laughs> I get home, I start emptying them out, and I realize, geez, I just bought like all IPAs and Imperial IPAs. <laughs> And that's all we drink for a week. And that's why my stomach is just like, you know what? I just don't want to drink any more IPAs. You had your own fresh. Yeah. So when we went went this last time, I saw that they did have that citrus one. I said, I'm staying away. Sarah said, no more IPAs. We're done with IPA. Okay, fine. Everything I bought from this trip was all more maltier beers, stouts and Scotch ales and uh, lagers and such. So this one was their Mountain Man Scotch Ale, which I'm a sucker for a good Scotch Ale. And I'll tell you what. This one was very good. I gave this one four and a quarter cap rating. Uh, it just had some great flavor. Uh, a little... I, I don't even... I, I even hesitate to even say smoky. It wasn't really smoky, but it had that, that hint of it in the yeah. finish. But it worked well with this beer. I really enjoyed it. Um, I recommend anyone get Jeremiah Johnson's Mountain Man Scotch. Go ahead and try that one. And then... Um, A brewery that I don't, I I don't, I I like this brewery. I just don't drink a lot of them. And uh, the reason why is because they don't, I I mean, they may can. Do they can anything? They do. They do can? Yeah. Um, It's Powderhouse Brewing. Now, they've been around for nearly four years, I think now. Three years, four years? About four years. Uh, They brew, they they built a uh, from the ground up facility to expand to become a, a pretty big, you know, brewery operation. It's only half filled from the time they opened, it was only half filled, maybe a maybe a third full when they first opened, maybe it's like half full now. uh they're producing I don't know four thousand barrels or so a year somewhere around there um and their beers are okay, they're not bad. The problem is is I just don't go to that part of town very often to make the trip, so I have to have their beer when I'm drinking it out and about. yeah,
2: so that's um you know i've had I've had their stuff here and there. And it's uh, solid, but down, kind of down the middle, as it were. Yeah, um, I, more hoppy too. I lot. have not been to their tap room. Oh, you um, haven't ever been no. to their tap? Room? I, I'm I, I'm so lame. I've been <laughs> to so few places that have opened up new. Um, but yeah, the okay. stuff that I've had has been fine. I need to try there because when we won when we won our best of show, they won the best of show. Also. Oh, really? So they won for their uh, bourbon barrel stout. Okay. Yeah. Which I've not had, but, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty good, too. All right. So that uh, caught my eye when I was looking at my stupid beer and saw theirs. So, well,
0: hey, but you're right there with them. So you can't (laughs) say stupid beer. Your beer was good. good. Yeah. You're just as good as as a professional. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, they have a, the facility
2: is beautiful. And I, it's kind of one of the things like we, don't get out as much as i wish I could. and there's no
0: food there right so when you no, they do when, food when you truck yeah they do a the food thing. truck but when you and the wife want to go out right a lot of times you want to go out drink but you want to eat too yeah right so, i mean you yeah. can bring your own food but or do you bring but your own food
2: sometimes sometime? i mean we have uh i go to barbarian quite a bit because i appreciate the styles that mm-hmm. they brew and okay. kind of the and you like paying a lot for their beer i do <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately but yeah i just i just like i just like i like what they do i like that okay. they came right out of the right out of the gate yeah being adventurous yeah and going oh yeah with the styles they did um but yeah i'm the, like i said we're I'm kind of lame i kind of go back to the places i like and
3: mm-hmm.
2: i should go get out to more but you should try we some other like ones. western collective we went by their tap room so
0: i haven't gone um, to western collective because that's the hipsters hangout it's it. It
2: was uh, <laughs> expensive so too. It was the old, <laughs> so you was like a, you like get a lot for your beer. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay. Yeah, we got we picked up a flight. My wife and I. We kind of like made our way down Chindin yeah, and then a, went and had dinner. A flight
0: went, a flight for fifteen dollars, right? Yeah, you don't remember probably though. Yeah, your wife remembers. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I've uh, I haven't was, gone there yet because I just I had friends go and they said yeah the beer is okay but the prices yeah. are ridiculous like it was like fifteen dollars for a. Light of yeah of sounds, small beers that and they're right. like that's way too much
2: yeah but yeah definitely like the, definitely have the hipster thing going yeah. on they kind of like if you've ever been to like modern times modern times is very like stylized and mm-hmm. they are like Really good at it, mm-hmm. and that kind of felt like they were trying to do that. Okay, and I and I thought, like I said, I thought the beers were pretty good. Yeah, um, they had some interesting beers. I can't even remember what they were. They had like a sour, like a kettle sour, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and some hazy IPAs. But, um, but not bad. But yeah, they kind of were trying to do that, and they had like the, you know, the icy machine with the rosé in it. Mm-hmm, and they have, mm-hmm. you know, there was like a solid line of like six, like tall girls drinking their like rosé. <laughs> Doing yeah. their thing, yeah. So yeah. you know, that's it a seems Facebook like, photo, right? Yes. There. <laughs> so it seems like they're they're
0: diversifying at the very least. Yeah. They did not
2: have a hard seltzer on apps, so Okay. Well, okay. not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. It will.
0: I'm sure they will. But uh yeah. Oh, back back to the powerhouse group here, though. Yes. It's it's the uh, Smits and Giggles Bach. Now Bach is a style that nobody brews, and it, it's a lager, right? It's a, it's a it's a it's a stronger lager that a lot of times is hit or miss for me, whether the Bach is going to be good or bad, whether it comes across too sweet to try to get that alcohol content they're trying to get at 6% or whatever they're trying to get. A lot of times it's too sweet. This one, though, I will say I really appreciate this one. It did not come across too sweet. It had all the good qu- qualities of a darker lager uh, with those with that uh, caramel uh flavor but it was more like a burnt caramel like okay. a toffee oh yeah uh and it, it had it was really good it had great flavor into dry too and that's the key is the fact that it wasn't it didn't leave me feeling like i need to drink a gallon of water to get that sweetness out of my mouth yeah. it was really nice i get that a four cap rating just because nobody brews a box and this was one of the best box that i've had you know it's just definitely high quality sure. i recommend anyone that enjoys a good Heavy lager, go ahead and try that, that Bock at Powderhouse. And the last one, sticking with the lager style, uh, Sierra Nevada. It's their Skiesta Hellas lager. Uh, super drinkable. Man, this lager is like crushable. I don't use that word very often, but this is a beer that you can just drink when you want to just down a beer. Really good. Great flavor. 4-cap rating. Chris, have you had the Skiesta? Ellis I Lager? I can't say that I have. Have you had it, Tom? I haven't. Nope. Is like I'm a the one? 12 pack or was it? Like yeah, I, I pulled one out of that? the it, they had a six pack of it at the co-op. I oh, pulled okay. a can right out of the six nice. pack holder. Um, I, I would buy a six pack of this and drink it because I typically, right now, I don't have I don't have any lagers in my fridge. I usually keep a, a six pack of lager in my fridge. It's usually going to be you know, uh, North Fork Lager from Payette or the Vienna Lager fly Line when it's in season yeah um and i might have both in there because I, each one is totally different and i enjoy having those easy to drink nice lagers that i can just drink a beer when i want to drink a beer mm-hmm. this is that type of beer this is a beer that i will have in my fridge when i want to come home i don't want to worry about logging it in on tap i just want to crack it pour it and down it and then now i'm feeling ready for to drink something that's a little bit more substantial after i i get that uh, taste in there so i recommend uh this is a great beer good flavor uh crisp refreshing lager. Noted. Okay. Chris, you're up, man. You got, what, two beers? Come on. You were, just, you were
1: drinking your your life out, and now you only have two beers. All right. Look, I've got one more that I just <laughs> didn't type in there. It was hard. So I had no cell reception while I was in the woods. Oh, okay. So I couldn't drink them and check them in and drink them and check them in. It was very not first world out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is going to be... Uh, one that I know a lot of my friends have had at least yeah. one Untapped is Abraxas yeah. by Perennial Artisan Ales, and this one makes Hunapu taste like crap. It does not. You only you didn't even give it a good rating. I did say so. That? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, going to stay away from Hunapu and drink more things like this. Okay. Um, so the, I gave it a 4.25 rating. I was very stingy while I was, you know, not back here in Tampa. Uh, but I gave it a 4.25, um, had things from cinnamon, chocolate, peppers, all kinds of good stuff, uh, in this beer. And, uh, I got this one actually from Tavor. This okay. was uh this was one that came off of Tavor uh but it uh it went on it went on standby uh very quickly. Oh. And I was very surprised that I got it. Um so I was I was glad to get a hold of that bottle while I was on there. And then um last year we went camping in Georgia too. We went camping in a town called Blue Ridge which is almost in South Carolina uh which it's pretty close to the, the northern, Georgia, northern Georgia border. Uh, there's a brewery called Grumpy Old Men Brewing in Blue Ridge, Georgia, that was closed when we were there. Uh, they had some weird hours, too. But we went to a restaurant for dinner and had a beer called Hell's Holler Porter. And this was a really good porter that I had with uh, my burger that evening. Gave that one a four cap rating. And the one that is not on my list was Parabola
3: oh yeah from always firestone
1: walker yeah. um and i think i just checked it in i i might have to adjust it uh it was the 2018 no it was 2019 um from firestone walker picked that up when i was at uh cory's fine wines and spirits in las vegas uh last april or this oh. past april and i finally got to drink it um because it was basically i was told hey bring a bring a Really good beer for every night that we're there, so we can all, we can all <laughs> split to it. it. And uh, I mean, if you're sitting around a fire, you have to crack open bottles of things like Abraxis and and uh, Parabola and, and uh, what else do we have while we were out there? camping
2: trip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but just...
0: but but that beer is only a third of a liter uh, bottle, so you you should have brought or, two.
1: Or some people would just call it a twelve ounce bottle, <laughs> a third of a liter to be exact. So just yeah. let you know. <laughs> Thank- <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're still in the metric system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we here in, in America, we call it a 12 ounce <laughs> bottle. Um, but I also had a 2017 Bravo, the Imperial Brown. Oh yeah. From Fire yeah, that's Walker, g- yeah. That's that good. I had that last year. I actually bought two bottles of it from Tavor and man, it was just as good as it was the last time I was drinking it. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, that's such a good beer. I'm uh, kind of sad I don't have any more, but uh, like I said, I had to clear out the beer fridge so I can put a five-gallon bucket in it. So yeah, I can make some more yeah. beer. I'm guilting you. I to got a it. bravo for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's it's like oh, it's a rare find, and it, and that oh, one again, rare. that was that Are was they from... out of
2: distro in Florida.
1: Oh no. Oh. Not at all. Uh, that that one actually came from. I want to say that one came from Tavor as well. Okay, mm. and I bought two bottles of it when 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 I placed an order through them. And of course, once we finally got into town where we could, you know, get cell reception and you know finally check in on Facebook and where we were eating, um, <laughs> Megan sent me a link to another beer shipping service called Craft Shack. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, look at this one!" Oh no, and I was Their like, oh. "Pretty crazy, though." I think,
2: right?
3: well,
1: yeah, I don't know. They had a flat rate shipping as well. Their prices per can or per bottle uh, seemed a little bit over the top. But then I started looking at them both. I think they're comparable to Tavor okay. as far just a, just a quick five ten minute look. But um, I think what caught my eye there was a certain beer that caught my eye that Megan had brought up. And it was like, oh, I'd really like to get a hold of that. And I was like, no, no, can't, can't buy any more beer. We, we have to have room in the cooler for the fermenter so we can make our own beer. Because Megan's, Megan's been harping on me going, you, you really need to just brew some more beer. And I think that's her way of saying you're spending way too much money on beer that you could just make yourself.
0: Yeah. Here. So you need to make, you need to make uh
1: sours now uh yeah i don't know about all that don't yeah i i don't i don't want to get into all that you know who makes some really good sours my buddy trey i'll I'll have him help go. me
2: yeah find a guy, find <laughs> a guy you know. that way we I, like I knew- we had to double we just doubled up all of our equipment so we now have like half equipment for our sours and half for clean so yeah. unless you want to buy more crap than yeah
1: uh, yeah know. i don't want to buy any more crap stuff really well I, yeah he and <laughs> yeah, he, he does all he does a pretty good job as far as cleaning all of his stuff i mean that's that's he's either brewing beer or making food out of his garden or i don't know what his new new hobby is lately but the the boy uh he he brews some pretty damn good beer so sounds uh, awesome trey cherry's pretty awesome and i'm we are quite overdue for a uh, a beer get together. Yeah, um, yeah. Sucks having a job sometimes. <laughs> Indeed. Anywho, but that's yeah, that's that's my uh, new and noteworthies. All right. Yeah, I just wish we got Firestone Walker here. Yeah, I really do.
0: One day. Okay, now it's time to get into some feedback for, since our last show and. Uh, we didn't get any itunes reviews remember hey itunes re- reviews really help i know tom you left an itunes review did uh, after, many years ago but, yeah so that always helps us get noticed in the uh itunes uh, library but uh but yeah if you have a chance you haven't left an itunes review we have a ton of listeners uh i know there's a lot more people that could go and leave to itunes reviews so please do that and and maybe you'll win a set of beat cups you know Tom and I are drinking our beers out of bee cups. How do you, What do you think of these bee cups, Tom? You enjoying that? They're good. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. And we're not even outside. Oh, no, sir, I was just saying <laughs> I need to need to
2: pick a pick up a pack of these to leave up at my uh, parents' lake house. So yeah, when I show up there and drink these instead of a solo cup yeah my mom keeps like the silicone wine glasses oh and, those like, are horrible yeah, I, yeah I, so I, you know this is these are <laughs> uh, these are definitely better yeah for yeah, sure yeah so.
0: yeah I'm, I'm enjoying i enjoy using these i i mean we've already talked about how good they are at, at poolside you know chris uses them on a the pool all the time he posts his pictures of it and and um, going camping? Did you take any bee cups with you camping, Chris? I took all
1: four of them. There you go. When we went camping. Yeah. Yep. See. Solid, yeah.
3: Solid work. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, good job. All right. Well, it's so- it's, it's it's pretty funny because when we do the uh, the little promo at the end when it says you know you can enjoy them at the beach on the boat <laughs> while you're hiking in the wilderness I've pretty much done all of those now. Mm. I've tested them out. Um, just you know, making sure that it stands up to what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. They they are pretty good in... And even though they are dishwasher safe, I still hand wash them. Yeah, I don't know why. Do you do you dishwashers yours or hand wash them? I dishwash them. Okay, so I just need to throw them in the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we had we did have some feedback from our last show, um, and we've already mentioned William Slimmer's name on uh, leaving uh, untapped beers for us to to uh, to check into, and this first. Uh, Feedback, Chris. This is aimed right at you. He left this on mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. He says, love the podcast. Waiting for Chris to friend me on Untapped. My Untapped name is FTL Willie. So
1: I see that you finally friended him after how long? A week? Two weeks? I did. I went on there. And, <laughs> and you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just my thoughts to do. Um I didn't know about his name until he brought that up on Facebook. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll just hop on there and and friend you. You you can always find me on Untapped at (laughs) MCK1345. I'm sorry. I'm a promo whore. I can't help it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I hopped on there. Um, But, you know, now that Denny got tagged in the one beer and I didn't, I'm seriously, seriously contemplating my decisions. Okay, well, just you know, if you want to if you want to get on his good side, you need to leave some comments every so often too. No, nah, I think you nah. Actually, you know what? <laughs> William needs to get on Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't tag. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying a thing. But okay. I think I think all of our listeners should go out there and follow FTL Willie on Untapped.
0: That's right, Come FTL Willie. Come on. Okay, Tom's doing it right now. Will, William, you have a new follower, Tom Byrne, and you'll probably have a few more. Some great people that
1: uh, some great beers. And as a matter of fact, I think we should just go into our Facebook page and tell everybody to follow FTL <laughs> Willie on <top>. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, William had another. He, he he left two posts on our Facebook page. The second one was it says, shout out to Denny and John for episodes 23, which was our part one of our Belgian beer styles. And in episode 60, which was our Trappist Belgian Dark Strong Ales episode, he says, I re-listened to them in preparation for going to a Wisconsin Belgian cafe. As a result, my favorite Belgian beer is Triple Carmelite, and I'm trying to warm up to the Golden Drake. Also went to a great... Local brewery in Milwaukee off of Brady Street called Eagle Park Brewery. So he just listed the two, and I don't know if he was like looking at my Belgian beer check-ins, but those are two of my favorite beers. I absolutely love Triple Carmelite. and mm-hmm. I also love Golden Drake as a dark strong a Belgian dark strong ale because I'm a sucker. I when we brewed that that uh, Loose Cannon dark Belgian strong ale. I told John, I said, I want the beer to be very similar to the Golden Drake. I really love that beer. It's so, so good. So I'm really glad that uh, William is trying Belgian beers, found that the Triple Car Elite is worthy of his favorite Belgian beer. Don't give up on the the Dark Strong Ales. Eventually, you will appreciate what they have to offer, and then you'll brew a beer or have someone brew a beer like it, mimicking it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Hey,
1: Chris, why don't you go ahead and read Tara's. uh, uh, She wrote us an email. Okay. So Tara, like you said, wrote into our email. I'm having a European beer adventure in Prague. I tried Pilsner Urkel in milk Maliko style beer foam, uh, but I could not drink it fast enough before it turned into regular beer. I tried the hot beer in Warsaw. The waitress suggested raspberries be added. I think that made it quite palatable, almost <laughs> mulled wineish. Oh. Uh, maybe it will be a beer cocktail in Krakow. Thank you, Tap the Craft, for encouraging beer explorations. Um, yeah, so that, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So i I didn't. I've never heard of this Malico style beer with the uh, Pilsner Urquell, which is a I mean, that's one of the Pilsners that, uh, you know, is like a standard in Pilsners. Mm -hmm. I've had the beer. I just never had it Maliko style. And so I went ahead and looked it up what this is all about because this is a real thing.
1: So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and read if if you're up to it? Sure. So Maliko, which is the Czech word for milk, is one of the classic Pilsner Urkel pours. It's probably unlike anything you have ever seen or tasted. Each of the different Pilsner Urkel pours is a variation on the ratio of wet foam to golden lager. The Maliko takes this to extremes as it's a glass filled with wet foam (laughs) with just a bit of beer at the bottom. This creamy pour looks like milk and tastes sweet and smooth. It's meant to be drank all at once like a shot. That way you can enjoy the hoppy aroma of the foam. before it settles into beer and burp like it's your job. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. The the Maliko is a special treat. It's not the kind of beer you'd order again and again while you're at the pub with friends. In traditional Czech pubs in the 19th and early 20th centuries, it was served as a dessert or as an elegant drink for women who weren't big beer drinkers. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like you kicked the
2: keg, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, or it's a yeah, it's just a dead keg. Sometimes the bartender would give a Maliko as a nightcap after the bill was paid to pour Maliko. If you guys want to try this at home, yeah, the tapster opens the tap just slightly, letting the glass fill to the top with foam. Some of the foam settles, becoming beer. You get a full glass, but you only pay for half.
0: Yeah, it's a half. So what's great about it, you only pay for half a beer because it's all foam. <laughs> That's for drinking in one shot. No. <laughs> you going to try this, Chris?
1: Um, no, I'm not.
0: I'll try it. Hey, I'll try anything. It's, I mean, it, it's especially if it's free at, after I pay my bill. All
1: right. I'll tell you what. I, I want you. Yeah. I'm going to need you to go ahead and film the whole thing. <laughs>
0: I will. Take I'll pictures. have Sarah do it. I, hopefully I yeah, won't yeah.
1: puke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I need the response afterwards, too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tara, for sharing. That was, uh, I- I'm
0: enjoying seeing you and the family out there drinking some great beers, a lot of variety of beers. Uh, and I really appreciate you spending the time on your vacation. Send us as as an email, which is even mm-hmm. better. And w- if I ever make it to Prague, I will go and I'll have a Maliko just f- for you because I want to try it. Let's see if it's free or half mm-hmm. price. <laughs> All right. We did have a couple of listener questions, again, from William Schlemmer. Now, I took these out of the previous uh, emails because, or the posts of the Facebook, because I wanted to make sure we, you know, put the questions in the question section and the, and the feedback in the feedback section. So I'll go ahead and read the, the first one here, Chris. You can get the second one. So the first mm-hmm. question that William asked in his first email or first uh, message he sent to us on Facebook. He says, any books you would recommend for starting home brewing? Uh, Of course, I am not a home brewer. I know Chris is home brewing. I don't know if you have any book recommendations, but I did go out and ask John. And at the same time, John gave us his answers, but Tom gave one of the same answers that John did. And the answer that John gave first was how to brew everything you need to know before, to Brew great beer every time by John Palmer, that was the one that, that he recommended first off, and that's the one Tom that you also recommended to William. So what about this beer or this book? Um, why would you recommend this to someone new? you found this helpful and it and you were able to brew some great beers based off this or that's debatable, but the
3: <laughs> book
2: is super good yeah, so
0: it's like um, it's
2: definitely a book to buy and own because it is like um it's like textbook like so it has a lot of graphs and a lot of it's just loaded with info first mm. of all okay um but uh it also like has a really good evolution so like the beginning of the book starts at the very basics and it evolves as the book goes on so it gets more and more complex mm. and then I mean, it just goes over everything. It goes over yeast management. It goes from extract to all grain. It goes over brewing a bag. Um, it goes over how to build your own like different different parts of a brewery um, and brewery setups and things like that. Um, it has pretty much anything. So okay. I, I don't know. There's a lot, there's lots of different books out there. Um, it has some recipes in it. I wouldn't say it's necessarily, like, the book to go to if you are looking for recipes or things like that, but um, it gives you pretty much everything you need to to get going. And then it also, um, I think it's, like, I, I'm sure it can go all the way up the program as far as, like, getting them going and learning how to do stuff. And obviously, okay. John had had some appreciation for it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sure it uh, helped him along the way, too. So. Yeah. Um, like I said, it definitely ha- it has like a lot of graphs and it gets super dense at points, so it's something to buy for sure and kind okay. of have around. Of reference.
0: I, I have to take both. The, so, so <laughs> John, not only was an award-winning home brewer as Tom is, but he's also a professional brewer now who is has won some awards, even in, you know in small uh, competitions at Trek. You know, he didn't he didn't apply any beers to the Great American Beer Festival this year, but and he's not really thinking that in that realm right now. He's just focused on keep you know getting Trek to where they need to be, and eventually maybe he will go ahead and submit some beers once he has everything else in place. But that's not his priority. His priority is just to make his brewery successful, make good beers. I'm telling you, I'm hearing some great. I mean, I've had John beer before he even Mm -hmm. started his professional brewery. I love his beer. And there's I mean, he's got some uh some really good feedback on, on a beer. One day we will see Trek Brewing uh so, in, yeah. in the award. So knowing that John uses this book to get started and recommends it, knowing that Tom also uses book and even though he's not yet where John is, might be one day if know. that's his no, you don't have any desire to uh, I mean like <laughs> I would say that's like years down the road. Years down the road. So Almost. when you retire you might uh, yeah, John decide is to open way more brave than Yeah. You. No, no, don't no John don John definitely took a leap of faith yeah, to impressive. go uh from the job he had to no job, basically brewing sure. beer for the passion.
3: Yeah, 100 um,
0: percent. You know, most people like uh, you know, I talked about Mad Sweet. Have you gone to Mad Sweet brewing? Do you ever had a bunch of their beers. But yeah, never I, been to I love Matt Sweet because right down the street from me. I mean, I drive three miles down the road. I have them right there. Um, you know, they won gold medal for their naked their brown ale. I mm-hmm. love brown ale. I drink that beer all the time. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Now I know that not only do I appreciate it, but you know, in the beer judging competition realm, it's a gold medal winner. Yeah. He, what, he's basically doing this on his retirement. He's retired. He went in, retired from HP or wherever he was at. I think it was mm-hmm. HP. And he took his money and he put it into the brewery. Yeah. Like, like you know, Jerry is like an old man. He's not a young... I think that's more my track. Yeah, yeah. John's track. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be doing that in your retirement. Yeah, you we'll see. Save up your money. Yeah. And you'll be retiring. figure out how to make a beer, too. Yeah, we'll yeah. So John also recommended one other beer or... Wow, I think we're, the beer's getting to me. I'm starting to mis-talk. That was my goal. Yeah. So uh, another book is called Brewing Classic Styles, 80 Winning Recipes Anyone Can Brew. Now, this is a co-authored book by Jamil Zana's Chef. I can't say his name. Zana but chef. yeah. Yeah. Zana chef. Yeah, chef. but he was a home brewer turned professional brewer brewer of heretic brewing, which I visited a brewery, loved their beers, although I have to say that now that there's so many other breweries out there producing really good beers. I have had a few misses from Heritech, which which sad, saddens me because I really liked what he was doing, but he's still a great brewer. And also John Palmer. They collaborate on his book, so that's another book. And I'll put these books in the show notes for you, William. So if you want to go and find them on Amazon or your local bookstore, uh, you can go and find them. And these are two great um, books for you to start with if you want to start homebrewing. And I would say to William too, if you're looking to get into brewing.
2: There are a lot of really good home brewing podcasts out there. Obviously you listen to some of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, either you can actually uh, Jamil has uh, several podcasts that are worth hmm. listening to. Um the brewing network network puts up. Oh out yeah, there. brewing so, network. Yeah,
0: um, I've heard a few of the ones he's done on there. So yeah, yeah.
2: There's a lot of different podcasts out there for homebrewers and pro brewers alike. So yeah, I'd suggest looking into That's kind of how I run across these. Nice.
0: All right. So, Chris, uh, William had another question. And like I did for Tara, I looked this up and I have some feedback. So uh, you want to go ahead and
1: read off this next question? Sure. So William writes, I recently enjoyed a milk stout, a Molotov from Three Floyds. In a future podcast, please address what makes a milk stout a milk stout. Is it just adding lactose? Thanks. So, Denny, <laughs> you pulled up a uh, an article found on AmericanCraftBeer dot com called "What the Hell Is a Milk Stout?" That's right. And, it's a great uh, name. Yeah, it's. I mean, it pretty much addresses everything we need to know right now. Uh, milk stouts do, in fact, incorporate milk into their recipes through the addition of lactose, a sugar found in cow's milk. Since lactose doesn't get turned into alcohol by yeast during fermentation, it adds a considerable amount of body, smoothness, and sweetness to the final beer. If done correctly, you get a creamy, slightly sweet, and roasted flavor. Yeah, key is slightly sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get crazy. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we actually gotten to the point now where... Uh, so Megan is slightly lactose intolerant. Oh. And we've gotten to the point where... She has to ask every time we go into a brewery, hey, did your beer have lactose in it? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Milkshake stouts Uh or milkshake uh, IPAs and everything.
1: Like a lot of the stuff from Hidden Springs here in Tampa. Yeah. they, They put another one out the other day that was like strawberries and pineapple and lactose or, you know, there was like a cinnamon bun Berliner or something. I don't know. They're they're getting crazy. Uh, But they all had lactose in them. And I was like, yeah, you're going to have to take some lactate before you actually drink this beer. So, um, And continuing on, the style originated in the United Kingdom in the 19th century when it was common for workers to add whole milk to their stout porters to make them more nutritious and satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. They had to add some nutrition to that uh, beer. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I love the fact that you're going for nutrition (laughs) with your beer. I I need to move to the UK. That's pretty much it. Over Over time, stouts and porters split into separate styles, and brewers started adding lactose ahead of time during the brewing process. As with most uncommon beer styles, milk stouts, or also called sweet stouts or cream stouts, experienced a near extinction before being revived by modern brewers. After World War II, the Brits banned brewers from using the term milk to describe their sweet stouts and the style almost vanished completely. Yeah. Yeah. Some good history behind this whole milk stout style. I had
0: no idea. I mean, this was nice. I, I've mentioned on the show many times that I am not a huge fan of milk stouts, mainly because I don't like the sweetness that's, Mm -hmm. that's finishing a lot of them. If they're too sweet, it takes away from the enjoyment of the stout that I enjoy. But lately, I've had some really good milk stouts, and, I, and on my Untapped, you'll see the ratings that are higher sure. because it's really a stout with just a little bit of that that extra body, maybe a little bit of sweetness, but not overly sweet. And it, it, it you know, actually makes the the stout better uh, than just adding a bunch of you know lactose that leaves it sweet and and nasty. But um, but yeah that was a good question william i really appreciate you asking us something that i didn't really know about and i think we'll go ahead and do a style guideline segment later on in the year when i need to have a topic to talk about i think milk style would be a great topic to go ahead and add in there and give you some more details on those aromas the flavors the look you know what you're going to see in a milk stout so if you enjoy this style you might find some more that you, uh, you'll you enjoy also. So thank you for that question. All right. Well, if you would like to contact the show with your comments, questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at Tap the craft and feel free to, uh, you know, leave your questions, your concerns, whatever, your feedback on Facebook at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. And we do have a voicemail number. You can reach us at 208 536 3359, or if you'd like, it's 20853-ODDLY. Leave us your voicemail. Get your voice heard on the air. We'd love to hear your questions or whatever you want to ask us. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show, providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, we know you'll find some other great content like the following. Thank you
3: so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Forum Radio Network over at OpenFormRadio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Forum Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husband's Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Entertainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, Thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today and please leave these fellows a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening.
0: All right, now it's Brew Buzz. The Brew Buzz vote discussing various beer related topics and this week we are going to discuss just one beer related article. We were going to do 3, but you know what? We've had some great conversation. Yeah, go ahead and pour that. We're going <laughs> to pour another beer uh to uh to celebrate this, but uh, the the conversation has been so flowing so well that we decided that we're going to cut off a couple of the articles and just do one article. And guess who made... Woo! That sounded good. Did you hear that,
1: Chris? I certainly did.
0: Yeah, that's a cork and caged bottle. And uh, we're drinking a a, a, ooh, a Goose, right?
1: Yeah, this is a
2: uh, Goose from uh, G. Fontaine. And this is the uh, 2016.
0: Wow. Nice. This is uh, a Nice little bottle. Wow, it smells uh, very, very nice. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you know, to pour a little bit more? You don't, you have mostly foam. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> my buddy, the, the, the article that made the cut is from my buddy Ziv. Ziv Cohen from Israel. I love you. I love you, Ziv. Thank you for, uh, for all your support and for leaving us this link to this great article that we're going to talk about tonight. He posted an article to our Facebook page called Brewery Invents. Reverse Guinness. And uh, this was written by Cameron Frew on Unilad. And so I'm going to go ahead and just read this, and we're going to talk a little bit about it, because I find this very, very fascinating. So this is a Liverpool-based based, t- based uh, brewery team called Team Toxic, uh, comprised of brewers Gaza Prescott and Sue Hayward. They are responsible for a jar- for a jarring creation named Sinistral which is a white body with a black head and resembles a glass of milk topped with bubbling tar. So basically, this is a what they're calling a reverse Guinness beer. Normally, Guinness has a very dark body with a light, you know, creamy head. This has got the creamy body, white body with a very dark head. Uh, and it's very interesting. So sinistral, which means left-handed, came about when Sue Hayward's Discontentment with the world's white stout. So normally we have a blonde stout or a white stout and it's not really white. It's you know, it has color in there. And she wanted to make one that was really white. But they are usually brewed by leaving out the dark, heavily roasted grains that lend beers like Guinness to their appearance. However, they're more or they're often more golden or pale amber in color. Hayward states, we wanted to brew a white stout that's actually white, a reverse Guinness, if you like. And I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. They really want to have this this stout flavor, but with a like milk-white body. And that's what they did. The, the image of this, of this beer is incredible. I mean, it's literally milk-white. Like you're drinking a glass of milk, but it tastes like a stout. So Hayward added, I can't tell you how he did it, but it's all about the types of grain we use and specific brewing process to get that very pale almost opaque appearance. Gaza and I have been brewing for 10 years and we had an idea of how we could pull it off. We were going to do a little test brew but in the end decided to go for it. We were pretty sure we'd got the recipe right and we pulled off we pulled it off the first time. It's hard to get your head around it at first, but it really does taste like a stout. It's just not it's <laughs> <I'm not worried. laughs> you know what Tom's already got me all looped here with these beers okay uh, it's hard to get your head rounded at first but it really does taste like a stout it's not just a glass of white liquid that looks cool and as for the completely edible natural vegan black head that's another secret a lot of people think it's, it's squid ink but they're wrong they're not telling she says so Basically the head so I've watched that you can go to their Facebook page uh, just I have a link I have a link to the article which I think also links to their uh, to their Facebook page and you go and there's videos on there of them pouring this stout and what they do is they put some kind of black liquid in the in the base of the cup and they pour the stout in over it and then the the black okay. liquid raises the top and then the stouts in the bottom so it's not a real head right it's an
2: it's an yeah, you, you can know, kind of tell by looking at it. that yeah. it
0: is unnatural. Yeah, it's unnatural.
2: I think like it would, it would be interesting to see what John would say about the like the grain bill, mm-hmm. like the the actual beer itself um, is so white. I'm curious. Yeah, how do they, how they get it so white? It. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's bleached not, white. Yeah,
0: so it's questionable in my opinion. It, is unnatural? It's unnatural, but. Is it something you want to try? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, anything, right? I yeah, yeah. I, I'm intrigued by it. They made 1,200 liters of it total. Yeah. That's all it's made. Yeah, I'll try anything.
1: And uh, yeah, what do you think, Chris? Would you go and try this beer? I would, but you said vegan, and that pretty much turned me off. Of it.
0: <laughs> it means there's...
1: I mean, it, it, I don't think it can have squid ink if it's vegan, right?
0: Because that's... Uh, that's correct. a good point. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it, it's not going to have that, but it is pretty black. It's like a black... You know, it's not really foamy. It's like a black uh yeah.
2: it looks like granular almost yeah. in mm-hmm. the pictures. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: weird. Yeah, but I thought it was it was very uh interesting and I really I did really enjoy that that article and yeah. I want to drink the beer and and Ziv says I need to come and get some over, you know, come to Israel we'll go find some and and drink <laughs> it. But I think you have to go to England to go to get yeah. this. It's only being served uh locally in in the England area. Mhm. You know what? We kind of went through that article pretty fast. We have time for another one, don't we? We Everybody sure do. do. Yeah, let's do another article. So this article uh, is coming from uh, a newspaper here locally in Idaho called the Idaho Press. But I got it off of IdahoPress.com because I don't subscribe to the Idaho Press <laughs> newspaper. Do you, Tom? I do not. Okay. Know. So uh, so it was a, it's a local paper uh, that's, I think, produced in Nampa... Napa area, I think, is where. It is. I, yeah, Napa Caldwell, yeah, somewhere I think in it there. Is, yeah, yeah, and it was a written. This article was written by Ryan Soup. What do you think, Soupy? Soup. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> go with Soup. Soup. I'll go Soup. Sup. Sup. Ryan. Uh, <laughs> it's a long article. Now, I just took snippets out of it because it was a really good article. I read the whole thing twice. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot from this article. And what's this article? Did I read the name of this article? I didn't. The article name is called "A Federal Tax Cut on Craft Beer Is About to Expire." Small breweries are pushing for a permanent extension. This is all about trying to get save craft brewers across the nation money by by reducing the amount of excise tax, sin tax, basically that they're paying on their beer. Every barrel of beer they have to pay to you know to just produce just to sell that beer, and I think. John talked about some of this excise tax when he was talking about opening the brewery, about how you have to keep records and you know, all this detailed information that he can get audited. And if it's his, his books aren't right, he can get you know in, in trouble and fine. So this is serious business. So I found this interesting for a couple of reasons, because for one thing, I, don't, I may have left it out. If I did, I'll talk about it. But this tax was supposed to be a temporary tax back in the Civil War time. It was used to, they put a tax on alcohol to help pay, fund the, the war, right? And once the war was over, they were supposed to release that tax because they don't need that, those tax funds to go ahead and pay for the war anymore. But it never got released. They, the government likes getting that extra money. And they've been gathering that money for, you know, 200 years or whatever, right? It's a, a long time. So let's go into this article. So um, I don't know, Chris, I guess I've been talking.
1: You want to go ahead and start off with this article? Sure. Um, So four years after Mark and Lisa Schmidt opened Powderhouse Brewing Company, a brewery, taproom, and distributor, the business is on the verge of becoming profitable. Powderhouse is part of a growing craft brewery industry across Idaho, which local brewers say could grow more quickly if not for state and federal sin taxes on beer. A 2017 federal tax reform that provided some relief for breweries Allowing them to buy equipment and hire more staff expires at the end of this year if Congress doesn't extend it. Schmidt, like most brewers, vintners, and distillers, is not a fan of excise taxes. Excise taxes made up almost 5% or $84 billion of the government's gross domestic product in 2017.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's That's a lot of damn
1: money. That's Yeah.
0: So this sin tax, 5%. Of the gross domestic product. (laughs) That's a lot. Uh, You think they're going to give up that money? No, of course they're not going to, right? I wouldn't. Yeah.
1: Made up $84 billion of the government's gross domestic product in 2017, according to the tax policies, uh, the tax policy. Policy Center. (laughs) Uh, Small craft breweries like Powderhouse were cut a break on federal excise taxes in 2017. Congress Congress passed a temporary tax cut on craft beverages, which took effect in 2018, cutting the tax rate in half for the first 60,000 barrels of beer produced annually. Yeah, which is most of craft Brewers, like right, like all so, of them. <laughs> yeah. So instead of seven dollars per barrel, which is thirty-one gallons, beer was taxed at three dollars and fifty cents per barrel on the first sixty thousand barrels produced. Powderhouse, a mid-sized craft brewery by Ohio- Idaho standards, produces fewer than three thousand barrels annually. Okay, three thousand. Yeah, Idaho's largest craft brewery, which is Mother Earth, produces fewer than 20,000 barrels a year at its brewery in Nampa. So the federal tax cut is part of the Craft Beverage Modernization and Tax Reform Act. God, who comes up with this shit? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or if you want, if you guys want to make it a little easier to remember, the CBMTRA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh if a new bill of the same name introduced in february in both chambers of congress isn't passed by december 31st the federal excise tax will return to its pre-2018 rate hmm. all right so on top of the federal excise tax idaho breweries will continue to pay the state's excise tax which is four times the current federal rate for beer with more than 5% alcohol. Yeah. Let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> They'll continue to pay the state's tax, which is four times the current rate for any beer over 5%. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. That's a lot of uh, money,
2: right? Yeah. Um, step-less. yeah. Yeah. Unless you're in Utah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, local brewery owners say there's no sign of the state's rate being decreased anytime soon. Yeah, why would you? Why would you want to take in less money?
0: Yeah, so so that's part of the problem is that not only is this a federal issue, it's also each so, you, so breweries have to pay the federal excise tax, but the breweries also have to pay whatever state excise tax they've imposed on it. And mm-hmm. here in Idaho... If you, I mean, there's a certain rate that's uh, below five percent, and there's a certain rate that's above five percent. That's a lot of ex- extra money, right? I mean, four times what the federal government is is demanding is what Idaho is demanding. So that's a that's a ton.
1: Yeah, and I won't. I... I'm not even going to start Googling all that. Anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) the Brewers Association conducted a survey of its members last year asking how they were investing the cash brought on by the CBMTRA. The majority said that they were purchasing new equipment, upgrading their tasting rooms or breweries or moving into new buildings. Half said they were hiring new employees. Yeah. Idaho brewers say they appreciate the work that the Brewers Association does in D.C., but their primary concern as far as taxes go is right here at home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, Idaho brewers say they. Oh, yeah, I already read that. Uh, While the Brewers Association fights for three dollars and fifty cents per barrel at the Capitol, no matter the outcome of that bill, Idaho brewers are going to continue to pay a state excise tax. Idaho's excise tax on beer is $10.85 per barrel, which ranks as the 38th lowest in the U.S., according to the Tax Foundation. But there's a catch. In Idaho, beer containing more than 5.1% alcohol by volume is considered, quote, strong beer. (laughs) And it's taxed as wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wine at
0: 5%. What what,
1: what um, wine is 5%? No. 5.1. Uh, excise tax on wine is about $14 per barrel, or four times the current federal excise tax. At $14 per barrel, Idaho's tax on strong beer ranks the 12th highest beer excise tax in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's just some interesting... Information that most people, when they're going and buying beer, don't they don't think about. And I've made comments before that I don't like paying a lot. Like I don't want to go out to a brewery and pay, you know, six fifty for a, a you know a glass of beer. Uh, or if they have different uh, ranges from beers, right? They might have. I mean, I would think this might explain why they have different ranges of prices for beer, but. It's five point one. Every beer they serve is at least five point one. So all the beers should be high priced, not just the double IPAs and the imperial stouts that are ten percent or whatever. Doesn't matter if you're ten percent versus five point one. Anything above that is going to have the higher rate. So everything should be charged. But I mean, I've made complaints. Like I love Bear Island Brewing's beer, Mm -hmm. and I when I'm going out and I'm drinking, I'm drinking their beer. But when I go to their Brew pub, and it's six to six fifty a glass of beer. I don't want to go back there and spend that kind of money. But now I understand why there's have to, you know, yeah, charge that much. I mean, they're paying a a, a lot of money for this small. They're only putting out like four hundred, maybe four hundred barrels a year, and they need to make as much money as they can. So they have to charge a little bit up up rate. Maybe I'll go and I'll buy more beer at their brew house. I like their brew house. Have sure. you gone to the I have not. You haven't gone to their new uh Firehouse brew house? I just again, I just hate paying extra for beer, uh you know, I've complained about Barbarian doing the same thing, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy a $6.50 goza when I don't think the goza necessarily was aged for twenty four months right. or anything, right? A yeah. goza shouldn't be six dollars fifty cents for a, a goblet of okay. beer. I it, I just don't want to pay that. Now their double imperial stout, mother or whatever it's called, what's their what's their big stout uh, called? Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. that maybe yeah because that is a big beer. It takes sure. a lot of ingredients to make that beer, and it you know if it's aged on barrel, it takes time. I'll yep. pay more for that, but I don't want to go buy a goza and pay a, a high for it so i choose not to, to do that yeah i think the one thing
2: that you know obviously ingredients are gonna be an expenditure yeah when you're brewing yeah um, i don't know that much about bear, I- bear islands operation mm-hmm. as far as what they're using i know for a majority of barbarians grain bills they're using a mecca grade estate malt so it's like a regional state malt small yeah operation. So, okay you know, a lot of these places will be using like a large, you know, pretty much what you can get at like a home brew store. For yeah. Stuff, like rice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And a lot of them are going towards this more like more of a local regional. Barbarian uses a lot of that regional. It's in. And okay. Put out some really high quality. But it's interesting. Kind of a similar, like everything's like working on the same, um, you know, local and, uh, and regional
0: way. Yeah, so they're utilizing some artisan uh, malt malt yeah, exactly. that is that's gonna cost more for them to use it. Now yeah. is that transitioning into a beer that is better? I think, or I think
2: that's debatable, you know, <laughs> honestly. Like I, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a blind. hmm Could I tell the difference? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. yeah probably yeah. not. But you know, same time you know that you're supporting something like that. I do enjoy that idea. Yeah, same thing least. with the organic. That being said, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm <drinking>. I mean, <laughs> I mean,
0: Boise Brewing now, their Black Cliffs, yes. Imperial or stout, American stout is now a gold medal winner. They finally mm-hmm. reached above the silver and made gold. They're not using those high cost sure. grains, right? Absolutely. And they're making a gold medal beer. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if It's you, such a
2: process, it's a process yeah, thing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of those award-winning beers, we serve, them. So actually, <laughs> yeah. we are as cheap as we can be. So, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, yeah. That's it's, what it is. It's interesting. I don't know. I, I think that, I mean, I understand why. I mean, yeah, they want to use high-quality products. They want to support small businesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't want to have the conglomerates, you know? They, I understand that and with that they have to charge a higher price but it doesn't mean i have to you know if, if oh, I, I don't want, need to pay that higher absolutely. price and that's partially why even though i do enjoy a lot of barbarians beers i just get tired of getting gouged when i go to buy a beer i don't want to go and have two beers and it's $18 right <laughs> i mean like holy smokes when did this, yeah. when did it become $18 to buy a couple of beers and
2: yeah yeah i think me and my wife to- went out there for my birthday and we had a each had a pint and uh couple tasters i think and Mm -hmm. a growler to go that we drank at the
1: hockey game and uh yeah
0: you know you
1: you guys still have it kind of cheap out in idaho though yeah
0: Yeah. i know i know we're we're (laughs) complaining we're complaining
1: (laughs) number 38 remember
0: To, thirty-eight away. for be, below
1: five percent. All right. But, well, no. And this is so. I found the the beer taxes in each individual state. Ohio, uh, Idaho is ranked at number thirty-eight, and this is dollars per gallon. You guys pay fifteen cents per gallon of beer. Okay. okay. You guys are ranked number thirty-eight. Now, the one that's number one, I would have never guessed this ever. Who do you think the number one state for highest taxes on beer is? Vermont.
0: Utah? Utah. Come on, Chris. Wait, you're leaving us hanging. New York. Suspect. New Jersey. Probably. The... California. Mississippi? Mississippi. Okay, Florida. Is that what you're waiting for us here? <laughs> Are you still on the call? Chris, no. you're muted.
1: Unmute yourself. We can't hear you. I suck.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) What's the answer? All right. So (laughs) California was number 30. You guys are 38. Tennessee. Tennessee is a dollar 29 per gallon It's almost like buying a gallon of gas um, Florida we're number 11 at 48 cents Ohio's number 34. I don't even know how I muted myself um, Ohio's number 34 uh, Maryland we're looking at number nine DC oddly enough number eight um, Vermont was number 23. Let's oh. see where else are we going um, Washington 25 Oregon 45. So, okay. The, and the cheapest state out there, anyone want to take a guess what that is? Alaska. No, Alaska's number two.
0: Oh, Whoa, <laughs> holy smokes. <laughs> now surprises seven.
1: Me. yeah. The, the cheapest state's Wyoming, two cents per gallon of uh, beer.
0: Well, because no wow. one's brewing beer in Wyoming.
1: No That's kidding.
0: That, so you know what? <laughs> That's where everyone needs
1: to go. Go brew in Wyoming. You can but, get cheap beer. But you got Wisconsin. They're number 48 at six cents a gallon.
0: Wow, that's a you know what? There's William. William's in Wisconsin. He's getting good cheap beer. There you He's go. not paying six fifty a. I know. You know a twelve ounce gobbler. Yeah, let us gobbler. A gobbler. <laughs> <said> a gobbler. <laughs> whatever snifter gobbler, uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's uh, 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 interesting article, but keep in mind that was. Th- Was that tax you were talking about for beers that were under 5% or all the beer? Because, again, any beer that's above 5% is $14. So that raises ours quite a bit larger. Okay,
1: so the the note on the bottom of this graph says rates are those applicable to off-premise sales of 4.7 ABV beer in 12-ounce containers.
0: Yeah, who makes
1: 4.7% beer? The people in Utah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. And Anheuser-Busch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I I posted a picture up on our Facebook page here a little earlier. uh, Just a picture of my computer screen saying I was recording with you, Denny. Um, about five minutes ago, Tom Joseph, go, Tom Joseph commented and goes three hour episodes. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom, just for you, we are running a little on the long side.
0: Oh, he no, he's, uh, I mean, we did get started late, like a half hour late, so it's only two hours, but it's still a good long show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll take it.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? On that note, Chris, it is time to bring the show to a close. But before we do that, we have the opportunity to give a shout out to someone we want to raise a glass to. Who would you like to raise a glass to tonight?
1: Uh, I want to raise a glass to a couple people. First, um, Tom, thank you for very much for coming on the show with us. Oh, Thanks, And uh, it's always great to have listeners on here, especially when you can sit in <laughs> Denny's living room slash dining room. Yeah, Chris uh, hasn't even been here, been here before. He's never come he no. to Boise. You well, check then, out
2: this dining room, Chris. <laughs> this
1: <laughs> you can tell me all about it when you guys go on your date um and two tom joseph cheers to you for checking in with us while we're recording uh but also i want to raise a huge huge I, I if i could raise a keg i really would to our staff uh we're at, at our at our dog training company we went on vacation for four days and our staff took care of absolutely everything. This is the first time we left them out on their own, gave them all the information they needed and they took care of it. Didn't burn the building to the ground and everybody was safe. Oh, good. So a huge, huge cheers to everybody, uh, at sit means Sit in Tampa. Cause I couldn't have done that without you guys. Um, which in turn that could potentially lead me to coming and checking out your dining room. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So, we, got, we, got, we had this little trial run, see how it went, and uh, <laughs> Boise, here I come.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? You, know, you can go on our date with Tom and his wife, too. We can all go to like a, like a threesome date. Oh simple date. <laughs> Only because it. you called it a threesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. What about you, Denny? Who, who would you like to raise a glass to? Well, uh, you know,
0: I need to raise a glass to Tom. For coming, bringing some good beers. We're not even... Man, we still got one beer left to drink. And so Tom's going to to be staying for a little bit longer than he planned because we got to drink some more beer. But uh, thank you, Tom, for coming in. I mean, this long trek all the way out here to southern Boise uh, to sit in my living room. (laughs) Luckily, we're not sweating as much as I would if I was upstairs in my office, this southern-facing room that gets plastered by sun. But uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us and Ooh, yeah. and uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to raise a glass to someone you'd like to th- raise a glass to. Sure. Well, I mean, your wife, right? <laughs> we'll get to that. This is going to be a thirty minute. Monologue. Thirty minute. Okay. Yeah.
3: Just kidding. make that three hour you, Tom, <laughs> We're gonna yes. extend
2: this thing. No. Um. Yeah. I just want to say thanks for having me having me out here hanging out. It's fun talking to you guys. Um. Yeah, and listen to you y'all talk for. Uh, quite a while here Mm -hmm. so it's uh you know weird to
0: to be here hanging out so um, well you're a natural by the way well well, you were nervous but i think you did fine yeah
2: i'm not the most verbose guy my wife is probably like he talks and it's weird right so uh yeah I, so I think I told Denny before we started that this will probably be the only episode I don't listen to because oh, I can't stand you're gonna be the a classic. Sound of my own voice. You've already lived it. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, um, yeah, yeah. You guys, thanks for having me and John, you're not here, but you're always, uh, awesome to listen to you and Denny. Uh, had an awesome, uh, you know, back and forth. Listen to you chuckle at Denny when he's slurring his words was oh, always yeah. my favorite. Yeah, so that was yeah. one of my goals tonight. So hopefully Denny got some good, uh,
0: good. words slurring. There were a few, but I'm still okay. I'm not as bad. I'm not <laughs> on my no. worst. I've been. Okay. You drink
1: beer out of a gobbler. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get a gobbler out here soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I've got one, I
0: think.
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, you know, I want to. Also raise a glass to my my wife, Jess. She's awesome. Like Denny said, she's a party. She's always fun to <laughs> hang out with. She works super hard with the kiddos at oh, home, yeah. and she oh, yeah. also works, too. So, you know, we're busy, but but we have a good time when we can. So, um, yeah, that and, uh, you know, got a couple dudes I brew with. I mentioned they're fun guys to hang out with, dragging into this
0: whole thing. So, <laughs> Yeah. Have you, have you mentioned the podcast to them to yeah. listen?
2: Yep.
0: So, so they'll, for, they'll for sure listen to this one, right? Because we'll you're see. on it? Yeah. Okay. I might make
2: sure they don't listen to this No, one no, no. This is, a, one.
0: this is a good one. <laughs> this is I can tell. Before we even finish, <laughs> this is quality right here. This is going to be good. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that's about <laughs> all I got, guys. All right. Yeah, well, thank, thank, you, you. thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah. I raised my glass to you, Tom. Thank you for, uh, again, making the trek out. I really enjoyed it. We met the first time when you... At Bitter Creek, when Thank you, you uh, took the chance, came all the way out, and we had some beers. You brought some beers for me, and uh, we had a good time. We've we've seen each other at Black Friday, at least, and maybe yep. one other time too. I think, I think it was a couple times we Sounds ran into right. each other, but not not enough <laughs> yeah, for us being true. so close. I've I've laid out those hints on the show many times <laughs> that, hey, I would love to be invited to one of the Tom Burns. Gonna great be, bottle. I'm going to make shares. you check out to my house. Okay, sometime. I'll yeah. I'll come out to your place. I'll bring some some old vintage stuff that I have Sounds great. waiting to be shared with some people that would <laughs> enjoy it. And uh, we'll have a good time, but uh, thank you for for making the trek and uh, and for listening. I really yeah. appreciate it and of course and for our uh, our soon to be date that I we're going to go on. can't wait.
2: The 3 something
0: <laughs> all. That's right. That's right. All right. That's my only toast I have right now. I I think I had another one, but I forgot what it was. I didn't write it down, so I'm going to continue on uh, because I have to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there who are protecting our freedoms, out there sacrificing their free time, their lives to go and uh, you know protect us. I I appreciate it. Thank you for your service. Please return home safe to your families very soon.
1: And Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, toast our sponsors. I want to raise a glass to B Cups, supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B C. UPS.net or check out the other things they have going on at fermentedreality.com. And you can check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether hanging out by the <laughs> beach, done that, by the pool, done that, hiking out yeah. in the wilderness, done that. And even enjoying some time on the boat, still gotta do that one. Okay. Uh, B cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. Also go visit our friends over at Tavor.com. You can use the promo code TapTheCraft, which is all one way Word, and it will give any new user a $10 credit after they spend $25. All
0: right. You can find the beers, the links, the articles mentioned on the show in our show notes on the show post at openforumradio.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you?
1: So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or you can find me... (laughs) what's so funny
0: oh because tom's
1: looking up his stuff real quick <laughs> so i'll go a little slower yeah. see that was that was free time. i delayed so you could look up your stuff or you can find me on untapped and instagram at mck1345 and you can always find me on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft
0: all right tom how can our listeners follow you if they wanted to go ahead and follow you on Untapped or social media? Yeah, Untapped is just my name. It's T H O M B Y
2: R N E. Um, that's probably the only thing you're interested in. My Instagram is just pictures <laughs> of my kids. So, yeah, yeah. kids you don't and care about that. And, yeah, yeah. Care about I, I Care about? I care about that, but that's, maybe they don't. but yes. uh, the beer for yep, sure. That's the good stuff for y'all. So, uh, yeah, check that out. If You want to add me? Yeah, Which I've added pretty much everybody, including you, Williams.
0: Alright, good job You are quite the Tap to Craft uh, Follower, that's great Alright, well it is last call, it's time to bring the show to a close We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show And please, tell a friend And of course, subscribe on iTunes Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play Or Spotify We're now on Spotify, we do have a few listeners On Spotify, so go listen to us Subscribe and like us, or whatever you can do there uh, Or however you listen to your podcast As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.